What's happening, weirdos? Uh, this is Shane Foot Juice Moss, and Valerie is also in the studio, which is incredible because I foolishly, first of all, it's just lovely to have sweet Lady Val there, but I foolishly had something on the other end of this podcast. I scheduled two hours to talk to Shane Moss. What am I, crazy? So he actually ended up going longer, and I had to leave, so Valerie closed it out. I haven't even heard it. I'm going to listen to this when you listen to it, uh, the part that I wasn't in the studio for, which I'm excited about. Val says it went very well. Shane says it went great. Uh, But we're all in this together. This is a new episode to me. Um, I do want to say, Shane and I always talk about psychedelics, and uh, very, very. it's always weird in that really good way. I do want to mention that he talks about, uh, I never know what the right term is, opiates or opioids. I, just because it's close to my heart, you know, with uh, friends and comedians, obviously we've lost some friends over the years. If uh, I, I don't want it to sound like we're making light of, uh, of painkillers and opiates like that. If you are struggling with that, please, please, I mean this sincerely, get help. Because uh, as you'll see, it's not really a spoiler, it can kill you. <laughs> so don't fucking mess with that shit. Please. So uh, Shane talks about that a little bit, but um, I didn't want to seem too casual about it. Uh, I'm always just so interested in what Shane has to say, but I wanted here in the intro to say, you know, don't don't fuck around with your life. Um, That stuff will take you out. Uh, So please get help if you need it. Um, Other than that, that's kind of a serious note to start on. Um, (laughs) Switching gears. I'm doing my last uh, show here in Los Angeles for a long time. We're going to New York for the summer. So if you'd like to come to my final stand-up date here in L.A., it is going to be April 12th at uh, Largo. You can get tickets at largo-la.com. The last one was incredible. Ellen DeGeneres was there. John C. Riley was there. Judd Apatow. Uh, just always, always incredible. Sarah Silverman's a regular. Zach Galifianakis. This is the show uh, where, where the big hitters come out, and I always do about 30, 40 minutes of material at least. Uh, so it's always super fun. If you can come to Pete Holmes Living at Largo, the last one for a while is going to be uh, April 12th. In, uh, at Largo here in Los Angeles. Hope you can come out to that. Um, I also want to plug the Pete's Picks. I love my Pete's Picks, as you guys know. Uh, there's Alpha Brain, Alpha Brun, which is a nootropic. It's like a multivitamin for your noggin. It's basically like food for your brain. It's earth-grown ingredients that are clinically proven to improve concentration, memory, focus. Basically, for the past four years now, anytime I do something that uh, involves my noodle, a podcast, writing a script, um, doing an interview, doing stand-up. I always take two alpha brains, sometimes three, 15 minutes before I do it. You notice a difference. You just feel like you have your full faculty of your brain. I wish I had this stuff in college. It would have made a big difference. Um, But I love it now. People sometimes come up to me and ask me if I have alpha brain in my pockets. Uh, I always do. <laughs> it's that, I take it that seriously. It's not a stimulant like caffeine. It's just something that helps me think and concentrate more. Can you concentrate more clearly? Helps me concentrate more clearly. And I want you to try it. So I reached out to them. I said, this is a, a product I actually love and use. Is there a way we can get a promo code to the fans? Uh, oh, I actually think, you know what? I actually think they sent me a way that you can get a free bottle. I wonder if that's still working. I'm going to look that up. Alpha Brain. Here it is. Yeah. Alpha Brain promotion. You go to onit.com slash trial and you can get a free bottle for free. A free bottle for free. 
Uh, if you've already done that trial and you want more, go to onit.com slash weird and you will get 10% off. My other uh, lovely Pete's pick is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil, made by the Stanley Brothers, who actually came in and told their story about how they developed a CBD oil that's made from the hemp plant, but they take out the psychoactive element, the THC, leaving the healing, happy, healthy CBD. Um, It was developed to stop a young girl named Charlotte from having seizures. It was the only thing that would help her. There's more about that in a documentary called Weed, I believe. It's called Weed. Uh, But it doesn't get you stoned. It just makes me a little bit more relaxed, a little bit uh, happier, more of a glow, easier to smile, just taking everything a little bit less seriously in that good way. But it doesn't cloud my brain. I'm able to write. I'm able to focus. I'm able to hold a conversation, uh, watch a movie, follow the plot. It's not intoxicating in that way. It just kind of takes, smooths the edges, smooths the edges a little bit. And I love it. I take it when I travel. I take it if I'm tense or anxious. Uh, It sometimes helps with sleep. I've had people come up to me and say it helps with sleep. One guy told me it helped with his stutter. I mean, oh, no, that was Alpha Brain. You know, you never know. All the Pete's Picks help everything. (laughs) That's such a vague statement. Uh, But I want you to try it. If it sounds hard to describe, it kind of is. But more and more fans, more and more weirdos come up to me and tell them how much this product means to them. And that always makes me really happy. So if you're curious, I like the Everyday Advanced. You can also get the Everyday Plus. The Everyday is a little bit sub-perceptual, so I kind of like the uh, the medium and the strong. And I like mint chocolate flavor. Just go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY. Uh, that's it. April 12th. Hope to see you out at Largo for one last Los Angeles show until the end of the summer. And uh, I'm so happy. This is the fourth time Shane Moss has been on this podcast. Fourth. I think he's our most often recurring guest and he uh, kills it. And then the, part, the last part, I don't know. I'm going to listen to this right now. We're listening together. You know that good feeling you get when like, Die Hard is on TV, but you watch it even though you own it because you know millions of people are, are watching it? That's how I feel. I'm in with you. No, I'm listening today with you. Uh, enjoy. Or as we, as we say, Val's taking a nap. But we normally say, get into it. So, so get into it. <laughs> Val's a vegetarian. Everybody thinks she's a vegan, too. Nope. Couldn't do it. Who cares? the cheese. Yeah. She loves that <laughs> cheese, baby. You, so were, do I. you were saying that you don't like cold coffee. I, I know it's kind of weird to reheat. <laughs> okay. We're off to the races. <laughs> I, to reheat I a specifically asked you not to bring up a very personal uh, conversation. I. It's funny because we're getting out of the car and there you are getting out of your car and we're having what I would have considered a nice intro to the podcast, and there's yeah. a, there's a controlling part of me that's like, guys, guys, because <laughs> I there's yeah, no, yeah. it's like a good way to start. Is you're like, right. oh, you're drinking tea. I can't drink. I can't. I can't yeah, do yeah. my Shane impression. Um, <laughs> really? Usually, so I can't. I, I woke up and my throat is quite <laughs> quite sore. <laughs> he does do a good one though. I, I did it when I saw him yesterday. Yeah, yeah he hasn't like had seen you recently. It makes me. Um, a little uncomfortable when people do impressions of me because then I'm like, because people always, I'm like, oh yeah, that is what I sound like. Oh, you have shoot. a mushroom. You seem like a guy you'd meet 
on mushrooms, and then you'd be like, that? no one was there. You were talking to a tree. <laughs> like, you seem like what my subconscious would, like, conjure as, like, a Mad Hatter kind of like, well, I like DMT. <laughs> like that. I tried. I tried. I love it. I love your voice. It was one of the first things that I noticed. Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. I Spe- love it. Speaking of only yeah. vegan tech, Shane is the most requested and you're far and away you know how like Steve Martin Alec Baldwin I think he used to be Billy Crystal like most hosted SNL you are by far and away the the Alec Baldwin Steve Martin of this show I know I'm so excited about it I I know yeah something like that I think it's fine I'm not sure I looked here and this happened like really naturally I didn't even have anything to like plug this time I I don't think you ever did or maybe you did yeah, I did. Once before, I definitely used your uh, celebrity status to my career. <laughs> celebrity. But, 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 but this time, I just emailed you. I was like, hey, Pete, I saw God. Thought you'd want to know. Yeah. Like, Tell me about it. I was just talking because J. Duplass just did this uh, podcast, and we hit it off as people got to listen in on. And then you want to hang out. and But, like, we're both very bu- – everyone's very busy. Mm. I feel like now – I, there's a slow time. It's called November. Mm. <laughs> like December. It slows down during different seasons. But right now, everybody's working, I guess. These people, Jay's working. I'm working. And uh, we, I remembered that Ramdas told this story of like guiding people through acid trips. And then he had to stop doing it because they would have these like glorious 10 hours. Like, both would take LSD. They'd both like merge. Well, we've been talking about, I just did your series, your docuseries, which we can talk about. Basically, I, I talk about how psychedelics can make you like a spoonful of sugar and the universe is iced tea and it stirs you into mm-hmm. the tea. But with Ramdas, it was two spoons of sugar into the same tea. So these two people would like become very interconnected. It was very, you know, not sexual literally, but it, it had this sort of like blending union. And then what would happen invariably is in the morning, they'd be like, when can I see you again? Mm-hmm, yeah. And he was just like, I, I, I ran out of days. Yeah, like yeah. there's not enough days, and that's how Jay and I feel. It's like I'd love to see you, and he was like, let's let the gods decide. <laughs> and that's how I feel about you. I You'll had, reach out. Um, I had a retreat in Jamaica. I wasn't sure. I was like, yeah, I'll do this because it sounds interesting. It's the it's the world's only legal psilocybin retreat. Oh, and really? I knew this guy, and I had him on this documentary that I made. Um, last year, which hopefully will be out this year, and um, and I was like, okay, this guy's this guy's legit. He's like a mycologist and knows his stuff. And a so, mycologist. Let's not pretend we my, know that. My col- uh, mushroom mycologist like, researcher. Yeah, it's it's easy to remember because yeah. you just think like you do a lot of mushrooms and you have like people have different kinds of colleges. This is my college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that I need, mycologist. He studies mushrooms. But I had uh, I had listeners to my podcast come to Jamaica that we and then we all like twenty five people ate mushrooms together. And some of them were, like, big fans of mine. And so it was a little bit strange at first. And then there was this bonding experience where we all had sex. And then... Is, this, is that no, real? No, we did not. Ah, <laughs> I swear my heart's going to be... I was yeah, so excited. No, we, uh, I'm jealous we, uh, that we weren't there. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you all had sex? No, so I, uh, no, we didn't all... Have, but it was it was a wonderful experience. But you merged Every, everything non-sexually. Else was, yeah, and it was, <laughs> uh, it was actually... Um, uh, we're kind of telling a story in weird, fragmented ways now, but it was very validating because... What I thought was like me having gone crazy, 
I kind of experienced again and multiple people experienced like a shared collective consciousness kind of together in that experience in, in yeah in wow. jamaica and it was just it was the strongest mushroom trip of my life it was also like a bunch of people that had never done mushrooms before and like old ladies and like people you'd never think of doing like a crazy amount of like like Whoa. eight grams of mushrooms <laughs> yeah like I got five grams was five like grams is like the heroic dose and they That's did eight the grams. yeah yeah what? and like 25 people doing like a silly amount of mushrooms and everyone had a great and time we, and everyone had a fantastic <laughs> some, some people and everybody had a great time <laughs> some people didn't have what i would call like a life-changing experience but I would say at least half the people had like a very life changing, their lives will never be the same kind of experience. There was at least five people that felt the same thing that I did, which was on a given night, you were like, this had all happened before. Uh, it was quite clear, and we were all taking turns controlling one another. Like, all of the sudden, like, I would have this joystick, I would just feel it, and I'd be like, huh. I can just move that person's arm, and their arm would move like what? exactly the way that I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, ah, I got to get, get rid of this thing, the and then someone else would be would say the exact same thing. Of yeah, my face. <laughs> I know. Wow. I know. That, in the Harvard Psychedelic Club, they talk. They they allude to experiences that no one would believe, yeah. including them. And but they don't go into much detail. Mm -hmm. Or actually, that I might be getting the book wrong. But anyway. Um, it sounds like it was probably stuff like that, like reading each other's minds. Yeah, it was kind of like... And other people said, I also was moving you as onto a joystick? Like, I didn't tell anybody. And then afterwards, several people reported that same thing. In fact, when the first, when, when the first what person met... a magical world. I know. We should all have a moment of silence for and like kind 40 of like minutes. A, a little freaky, too. Part of me is yeah. like, oh, and then... So, well, that was neat when I got to control other people, <laughs> right? but when other people were controlling me, now that's just creepy. It's very <laughs> yeah. Donnie Darko. Uh, yeah. It's like did you it, see the pattern. Did it feel like you were being controlled or was it like later someone was like, yeah, I did the same thing with you and was like, Shane, blink. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't feel like I was being controlled. That's it definitely felt like I was, <laughs> I was doing a fair amount of controlling, <laughs> but I didn't, every time I would feel it and then it would happen, I'd be like, whoa, stop that. Don't. Don't control people anymore. Like I wasn't trying. I would just feel don't this thing. Don't dabble in the darker then, arts. Yeah, and then like Shouldn't all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, wow. my girlfriend was with me, and like at one point, I was like, I wonder if I could just like make her like do this <laughs> stretch, and she started doing the stretch. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is oh, happening? Oh my god, it was uh, really, really weird. That is and insane. there, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it again. I'm doing another Jamaica trip in Be May. Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all happened before, anyway. What? Do you, what? What? Um, it, it has that feeling. Like I was there, like and I happened. was like, I, like I had never. I knew that I had never to been to Jamaica before, but it was clear as day that all of this has happened before. Wow! wow. Even though it was a bunch of strangers and everything. It so, was, like that sort of feeling of the veil being lifted. That idea yeah. that we are on a sort of cyclical loop. Ramdas has this. Okay, it's going to be a Ramdas heavy episode. Let's oh, that's fine. That it's going to be a cyclical loop heavy episode. Is that right? Actually, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Ron, are you? I'm ready. I'm glad you're here. 
I also I'm so happy you're here, Val. I was, I was, I was gonna mail it in, and now, yeah, now I have to try. Thank you, friend. No, I couldn't wait to hear fun. your story. I wasn't gonna wait. Mm. I also like Val was looking down the barrel of a nothing day. Remember last night? Yeah. I, I just don't know I, what I'm going to do today. That should be the name of a movie. Looking down the that barrel. Could, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That could be the name of my book. <laughs> it oh happens often. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that, I've told Val this many times that she's, oh, God, who have I become? I'm, I'm <laughs> quoting myself. Let's just jump off a bridge. Uh, should we together, though? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've done it before. And after we, you know, when we hit the ground, we'll rewind it just back all starts up. over. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, but anyway. Anyway, I, one of the things that Val – well, you can speak to it. I've been like – that's part of being a creative person. Val's a wonderful musician and writer. And I'm like, this is your life now. You're, we're here together and you're going to have a lot of time doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And it takes 10 years to get good at having that much free time. Yeah. I don't have it right now. So when you said that, I was like, God, that sounds amazing. But I know that tickle of anxiety – when you wake up and you don't have anything to do that day and no one to share it with really because I was going to be out all day. So it's not – I know there's a lot of people listening at work or whatever. <laughs> I, know, I know. And they're like, fuck you because that's kind of – that's sort of how I felt. Certainly I didn't say fuck you but I was like, oh, that sounds delicious. But like when you have I have kicked up time, the old feet for months. Have you really? <laughs> I, I have. I, I have it. checked the fuck out before. Just like, nope, not doing anything. Good for you. <laughs> Is it amazing? <laughs> Not especially. <laughs> Isn't that troubling? <laughs> that's that's what I found. Like because I'm a little bit sick, I have this great desire to like retreat. You told yeah. me about the float lab. Oh yeah, What's you it should go. It's float uh, just, just float is, just float. is the We've one. Been and there. and We've now been. and now you'll now just through mentioning it, you're gonna get hooked up, fatty. Yeah, fatty. Fatty. Hooked I'm still fatty. using it. I'm still using I've it. I've never used it. We're going to get hooked up, fatty. <laughs> Watch that comma. It changes everything. You mean I'll get hooked up fattily. Yes, fattily. <laughs> it's an adverb. Yeah, yeah. Fatty. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I understand. Um, but I, I was like, it's such a paradox. One of the strange things of life is we have this desire to unplug yeah. and retreat. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think retreat and renewal is hidden Inactivities that are nourishing. I think so. Isn't that crazy though? I think so. I'm like, oh man, I'd love to eat an orange in a hammock. Yeah. And then I get in that hammock and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in Jamaica merging with 25 people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I we're starving for that shit. I am. I've been getting back into rock climbing, and it's just you. Well, it's a puzzle, is what I like about it. It's a puzzle that is also physical activity. It's a puzzle that could kill you, like Jumanji. Yeah. But it's also just like you and everyone else in the rock gyms is also rock climbers are introverts. Uh-huh. They're not like team sports people. They're not. And right. so like just no one's talking. There, I feel like that's and, kind of mushroomy too. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm good at mushrooms because I love going into my own brain mm. and opening all the drawers. Keep going. Um, so no, it's okay. But it's just I like to just it's just climbing up a wall um, in like a harder and harder fashion. Like. Oh, I climbed up the wall on that route and yeah. then just went back down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to make it harder on myself to get up this wall right. so I can go back down again and you're still going back to square one. Have I told but you feel so much better for whatever reason. You you feel like you really accomplished something. Yes. But- 
It's it's either a, a life hack. What were you gonna do? You have something? Uh, I was just gonna say it also is that kind of thing that like put, like you have to be in the moment. It mm-hmm. like completely yeah. uses all of your brain power. You can't. Oh, it snaps you. In. It's yeah. the only time I stop thinking about the universe. Someone asked me recently. They're like, "Does it? Don't you ever just like go a day without like thinking about the multiverse and whatnot?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I have never done that. Wow. I have never. That's ever why we're done great that. friends. I, I wish I could. Love it. I, I wish love it. I could. Really? Sometimes I Sometimes wish I could. Of course, it's a big. I like my weird topic. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I like my weird ideas and sitting and thinking about them. But some days I'm like, this is just. Especially when when you put in like like John Wick two and just kind of. Yeah, um, melt a little. No, although this coming from a guy, I literally was watching John Wick and I was like, this movie's about attachment. Yeah, he loses his wife, he loses his puppy, and then he's free. I said this. Mm -hmm. Gandhi says, once you make your power. Uh, once you become nothing, your power is infinite. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And that's what John Wick is. Yeah. We love stories of guys with nothing to lose because they're free. Yeah, they're no right. longer attached. It's a very Buddhist idea. Right. So even as I'm saying, can't you watch John Wick? When I watch – not to me – oh, our night special. But when I watch John Wick, I'm still going like, what does this tell me? And it's not because I'm trying to. It's just because of the way we're wired. That's yeah. why we get along. Yeah. 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 I find that TV can depress me. Whenever I'm like, oh, here's a way I'll kill time. I'll right. binge watch a show. I find that to be depressing. Yeah, I was just reading about the TV um, doesn't actually change your state as much as you might think it does. Uh, that word renewal, mm-hmm. I actually got. It's not necessarily as renewing as you yeah. think it is. It, it can pass time. Yeah. Val, Val, you can speak to this. You've been. Yeah. She just had a weird mushroom trip, and TV's actually been kind of nice mm. to just kind of. And we also had but, a friend, Rob Bell, who burnt out mentally and the only way he could recover was binge watching shows so people have had like positive experiences yeah Yeah, but even i hear what you're saying too it's positive in the sense of like giving yourself a break for for me it'll like give me a break from from like Mm -hmm. thinking about life yeah but that's not ultimately a positive thing i think like it's it's got a I I recently took a um, the Enneagram test, which is like one of those personality things, and mm-hmm. you're like one of. We did it at the Scientology Center. Leave us alone. <laughs> We're Scientologists now, oh, okay? <laughs> Finally, <laughs> you've been waiting. Yeah. This is when you tell me that yeah, you're a Scientologist. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I am that guy that like I know I've met a couple Scientologists, and I like George Costanza. I always want them to proselytize to me. Anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's almost over. No. My <laughs> I love you. you have to tell the whole say. story. It is. What um, I oh, but I was just going to say that I was reading that, and it was like you desire comfort above. I'm like a hobbit. It's like you want comfort above all else, and you watch too much TV to like escape into a less complicated world. And I was like, mm-hmm. it like made me sick to my stomach. It was so true. Yeah. It, rang, so, it rang your bell hard. Yeah. What's so your I'm number again for those that know that you need nine. Your, you're a nine. And I'm a three mm-hmm. and threes are achievers. And, and, and that didn't, I'm such an achiever. I read the description for the achiever and I was like, I'm killing this. You know what I mean? I was like, I am so this. Wow. <laughs> I, I, th- I saw that even as an achievement. I wonder what I am. Yeah, I'm uh, you're a psychonaut. Yeah, I do <laughs> not care about achievement at all. Never yeah. have. Oh, that's Me interesting. Either. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I'm just like, I think I'm going to quit. Like everything. Just like, what's like, funny not, is not that things are going bad, or anything. just yeah. like I think I'm, I think I got what I needed out of that. <laughs> Done like, doing things. Yeah, I like know. to think that I'm evolving a little bit. I, and I am. Val, you, you can attest to this, is that like we always hold on to the farm dream. 
And we we even take steps to making that a real thing. Mm-hmm. Going like, especially as we'd like to have kids and stuff. It's like, what kind of world? I, I look at this compulsion for attention and show business as something that maybe might reach some equanimity, some mm-hmm. equilibrium is mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. Just balance. Meaning, like my own thinking mind, it can be something like a, a tool that I pick up. This is my show business hammer. Yeah. I use it to write scripts. I use it to write books. I use it to make a great project with Shane or whatever yeah. it might be. And then you can put it down because yeah, what yeah. I'm not into is the is the, the the monkey on your back. It jumps on and goes like, mm, they're not thinking about you anymore. Yeah, yeah. But at least, mother, uh, not you, motherfucker, but yeah. universal <laughs> motherfucker, right. at least, motherfucker, I know. And knowing is not half the battle. It's it's the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you take take a much smaller chance calling me a motherfucker than calling the universe. I just (laughs) meant like... I didn't like, mean that's way I said more the universal universal rascality. No, no, the universal's like, oh, now I'm the motherfucker. <laughs> okay, motherfucker, we'll see who needs attention. What? Oh my god! <laughs> what kind of intelligent universe wouldn't understand what I meant? Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, right, right. Come on. I feel like, uh, and now we're we're working backwards. But after I had a breakdown last summer, I I it really helped me. Go like, oh, here's why I ended up where I am. I needed that. I needed like I was really shy and awkward. I needed attention from girls. I needed more friends. I needed this and I needed that. All these things that I simply don't need anymore. And then I was like, do I quit now? I, I, maybe I right. quit. Right. And then like it was and a then, car that you drove to a destination. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then I, I and then I thought the same thing as as you is what I finally. Um, had to come to is like oh no this is a tool now you know i go i get to go around and talk with scientists so like if i did quit i would just be like sitting around reading books as much as possible and i don't know what working in a fucking factory or something like that um and wait you, you would work in a factory i know there are other I, I, I was i was like i was like i think i'd like to drive a forklift and just like turn it off i drove a forklift before is the best job that i ever had wow. o- outside of comedy i just loved it was like playing a video game <laughs> all day course. long and, and you're outside just, it, well this was indoors but oh. still either way i really enjoyed you're thinking it of a pitch for but i don't think that <laughs> i don't think I that forklift drivers will exist for like five more years or so somebody so, in so the amazon one once the state yeah. of connecticut is an amazon I, warehouse yeah someone's gonna have to drive around like the Ark of the Covenant and find the book I just ordered. (laughs) (laughs) Although you're right, it'll be a robot. Yeah. 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 I mean, the robots are going to do everything. So, so I mean, being a, being a comedian is like the most job security that you could have. Right. Like being in the arts is like (laughs) one of the most stable living that you could possibly have right now. Within five, ten years, that will be the case. I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I know. And this is where I, I mean, I work. The South and like the middle Being of the country. In the and arts, I know. It's one of the most secure positions. And we're just wow. all going to be trading like our art money with one yes. another. I guess. Oh, I guess. The tables have turned. And then you're going to have to be like, I guess I'll buy your art because I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I don't buy your art, you're going to die. So <laughs> I've been making pretty good art, so I guess I'll buy a little bit of your art. Oh my god! That is, yeah, that's where we're going. But 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 then I so I just went through like 
after I lost my mind, I went through two months of like horrible depression where nothing was meant anything to me. Well, so I'm, I'm all over that now. And I that's feel one like, of the reasons Val really wanted to hear your story. And mm-hmm. as much as we've uh, spoke of how great my my opinion of psychedelics hasn't changed really, but Val did have this. I told you had mm-hmm. this bad experience because mm-hmm. we took them. Too many times. We did too many mm. things in too short yeah, of a span. Been there. We, <laughs> I'm sure you have. I actually thought of you before, like when I was going through all this, where I was like, "You Shane, should have called." I know. I almost yeah. did. I was so w- like within myself. Yeah, I, I couldn't really talk to anybody but Pete. But um, and that's actually what was really frightening. Was usually we were pretty good calming each other down. But I was talking to her, and I was like. It w- we'll get to it. It was so Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I was talking to her and I was like, "I was in the upside you're down. You're not for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're not there." I like, was, it was. We'll get to that. I really oh, do good. feel convinced. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Thank you. I feels really good to be. And back. you got to talk about how you got back too, because that's that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I we will. were both in the upside down. I know. This is what, wonderful. We could have found each other. I know. This is. Yeah. She I'm, was in the tree that kind of looked like a vagina, but it was a dusty vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's the good kind in the upside down. <laughs> you <definitely laughs> At least there's don't want the slippery vagina <laughs> tree. There, there is no escaping that one. You want to be able to get some hold. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's too slippery. So we took too many uh, drugs that rely on uh, it's not psilocybin on or use serotonin. serotonin. I think this is the theory. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, and we also just had like a heavy serotonin time in our lives Mm -hmm. because it was our wedding, and then we went to Bora Bora. And we did drugs there, and then we went to Maui like less than a month later and did some drugs there. And then we had um, – This was all – this is my protective side. It was all like ceremonial. Yeah, this of was course. All, of course. This wasn't like we were going to a rave. This was like right. we were sitting by the ocean. We meditated. It was it was to touch God. It yeah. really yeah, was. No, it really was. I'm yeah, saying that course. because, you know, that. you know, we'd love to have yeah. kids. Maybe they'll hear this. I just want to be <laughs> – your parents aren't full of shit. We were doing this to, to get to know awareness better. Of course, yeah. Mm. Uh, but then maybe was, we did it too much. <laughs> yeah. And then we were, awareness you know, we, was like, back the fuck up. <laughs> 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 like, you're getting really – Who's the crazy. motherfucker now? <laughs> <laughs> you're back for more? When is it enough? Basically. Yeah. So, uh, so the last time we did mushrooms was on uh, like New Year's Day, I think, or a little bit after that. And I just like it was kind. It was never feeling great, but it was kind of like this is going to be fine. I've done it like five or six times. It's always been amazing, including like <coughs> the time before that. I was in Ohio with my girlfriends, and it was a lot like the Jamaica thing. Like we were so connected. Mm-hmm. I peed my pants laughing like four times. It was just like only joy and like totally blissed out. Once you do it once. Yeah, just, yeah keep just keep the pants on and, yeah, it's your diaper now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only diaper. four times. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be a prude about peeing yourself. <laughs> the last burst was a full seven-second scream. <laughs> and I wasn't even laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, so then all of a sudden it just got like – We took him at our house, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. it just got very like – dark and lonely and the first feeling i had was oh my god i'm alone in here Mm -hmm. like it was just like it was like 
sorry to mix metaphors. It was like the upside down, but it was also like get out. It felt like I was in like the sunken place and like falling further and further. Oh, that's what happened to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't want to like tell, I don't no, want to ruin your story. You're not, you're not going to ruin anything. I I my can't, story is ridiculous. I really do think that my story is such a small piece of what you experience that it's, oh, well, it's, I, it's I, don't, I don't think it's a competition. No, yeah, it's that's, not. that's fair. It's not. I also want to point out you said your bad experience was on ayahuasca, which is a very strong, mm-hmm. prolonged DMT thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took half of a like it wasn't half that of much. a mild dose. It was mm. not like that it was much. a tiny amount. We knew we had been pushing it, mm. and I was like, "Well, let's take a very small dose." And uh, we MDMA? Did, no, a mushroom. Oh, okay. And we were like. I took it and immediately went to the happy place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went to the and that's one of the weird things that sucks. I'm sure you've done this and Val felt so bad that I was in ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Everything was amazing. I was crawling on the ground like a baby just like blissed out and poor Val I like had to have you ever had to spelunk back to somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh man I just want to be an incense I and peppermint she's like I'm so sorry but you had to sit on me and weep yeah I was weeping uh. and just like it, it, there was nothing that Pete could say or do it felt like oh there's no anything that's externally happening is on a tiny screen in the darkness it's not yep. gonna I was Catherine the- Keener you were Catherine Keener, exactly. <laughs> but a good Catherine Keener. I don't know the reference. I'm sorry. Get out. Oh, okay. She's no, I mean leave. <laughs> Get out for not knowing Catherine Keener. <laughs> Please leave. She's a national treasure. Get out. She's a treasure. <laughs> so maybe, maybe. Uh, what, yeah, yeah. what else what were you going to say? I was going to say we could put a pin into the remedy until we Whatever. get to Shane's remedy. Well, we can absolutely do that. And I, but the. So the mushroom trip, like, like I took a couple of Xanax and it finally kind of wound down and it was fine. But then for like a week after that, I was pretty anxious that it was – because I was kind of like, oh, I saw the dark side. Mm-hmm. And like – You saw the potential of your brain. I saw the potential of my brain, yeah. I was like, you can – you did that and I couldn't control it and what's to stop you from just doing that again? Mm-hmm. And then, so that's like how your mind, sorry, baby, but you said all these great things about like you're creating your reality. That's like a big psychedelic experience. Mm -hmm. It's like you're creating reality. Mm -hmm. And when you go into it and it's a candy factory, you're you're not controlling other people like you were in in beer can. Right. You're just like having a great time. (laughs) Beer can? (laughs) You're just having a great time going like I can pull this lever in my own brain and just be like, ooh, water is amazing. It doesn't have a shape. And poor Valerie was seeing that her brain could also go. Nothing matters. Yeah. You're very, very alone. Yeah, yeah. So that anxiety kind of built and then a week after I like had like a real panic attack. Like my heart was racing and I and I was felt like I was going to die for like 6 hours. And then it basically was that I was reliving that mushroom trip Every day for six days after that. Yeah, it was terrible. It was horrible. It was exactly like I was right back in it. And mm. remember we went to the ER. And we went to the urgent the care. Clinic. It was an urgent in San Fran Because we were really? touring for press. So we were in San Francisco and we went to the urgent care. And they were – they so clearly had never experienced like serious depression or anxiety. Because the nurse. 
the nurse was like, I had anxiety. She was like this very maternal, like older woman. And she was like, I had anxiety once. And I just told it, go away. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. I'll try that. (laughs) And then the doctor who looked like she had just finished or begun another 90-hour shift, like she just looked like hack. She looked like Keith Richards. She sat down and she was just like. I don't know, Benadryl? She's like, just yeah. take Benadryl. I had a meeting with a therapist that was like like that where um, I wasn't sure if I liked this therapist. And then I was absolutely miserable this one day. I, everything was fine. And then I just uh, got through this. Uh, and, and then the, uh, she was like, just picture like a stop sign in your head or something like that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to stop fucking coming here. <laughs> Would you yield out of my way? Because this is a dead end. Oh my god, that it is the most. It is the worst feeling when you're like going through something and you already are like, yeah. I'm alone in here, and then somebody is like, I clearly don't know what you're going through. Yeah. You well, know? we were both very tired too. This led to the, one of the most, you know, frightening things of it all. Obviously. You know me. People listening to this podcast know me. I love fixing things, helping things. I have all these books I've read about suffering and feeling alone and feeling lost. And I want to tap Valerie back into that oneness. But like very quickly – and I did not – obviously, I didn't lecture you. I was pretty quiet No, you were an amazing Sherpa. I wasn't fishing. But I want people to know I wasn't like, just, just roll with it. Like I was basically just – Walking with her, trying to get her to like find a food, maybe she like nothing worked. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was that night on our couch, and we were both very tired. It, it, we had been dealing with this thing nonstop. We had to leave uh, San Francisco. We were supposed to go to Seattle. Yeah. And we had to go. Like Val was having panic attacks where she thought her heart was going to stop. Mm. It's terrifying. Yeah. So we go home. We get her home, get her to her doctor, all this stuff. The doctor, by the way, is like, was very helpful, but she was like, oh, yeah, I had a client took ayahuasca twice and had a psychic break, psych- psych- psychological break, and uh, he's never been the same. He left his wife, <laughs> but he only makes movies about meaning. <laughs> and I was like, okay, not a great thing to say. She's like kind of – she's an integrative doctor, and she's really blunt, and she was like, yeah, so, you know, she's like, my, my husband loves to read about like psychedelics and the effect on the brain, but I just think like some souls can't handle it and they'll never come back. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And she's like, it also can unlock some like genetic de- – because I've never had depression or anxiety before. So mm. she was like, it can unlock some genetic things that you have back there. And like my grandma has bipolar. Like she just – she did a lot, a lot of, of the right things, but she said a lot of the wrong things. Mm. She made the mistake of saying everything she was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, even yeah. if that is a possibility, maybe don't say it to my wife who was like crying in – you know, a little bit yeah. in the meeting. You know what I mean? It's like, maybe keep that to yourself. She also was very new agey. She was like, you know, soul. She kept talking about like soul theory and like when the soul enters the body and when the soul leaves the body. And then she'd be like, but uh, psychedelics are a dead end. This is all there is. No, yeah. we're like what? That's Wait, been like wrong? no, that's it. It's just it was so perfect. It's something that we keep quoting because she and again I really like this doctor, but she was like, she was like 
everybody's looking for bliss. This is the only reality that there is. And then yeah. she's like, but then like talking about the spirits are guiding you through this yeah. and the soul. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is the only reality, but yeah. there's right. spirits guiding. There's me. spirits among us interlaid over this reality, but this is the only reality. <laughs> like, which is it? Yeah. I, she didn't change. Here's Valerie, the most precious thing in the world to me. And the whole time I'm going, Oh, you don't understand psychedelic, mm-hmm. but I am happy to get the story out there because I just, uh, it's, it's like marriage. It's to be entered into, Thoughtfully with yeah. and with reverence, yeah. it's like yeah. the ocean. You're supposed to respect it, right? Which maybe, yeah. uh, do you feel? I, I don't yeah. want to cut off your no, story. It's a good you, transition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, we're gonna learn some lessons about <laughs> respecting psychedelic drugs. <laughs> some very, very hard lessons about respecting very powerful substances. <sighs> we uh, might want to get back to Reiki because Reiki helped Val a lot. Go on. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I feel fucking amazing. Like the best I've ever felt now. And this is you some, look great. You got a good glow to later. you. Yeah, I could read so. to you if you know what I mean. <laughs> In a dark idea. room, if you were sitting next to me, I could read to you. Oh, read like wi- like read by you, to I, you, to your light. Can we do that today? <laughs> <laughs> Hit the lights. Because yeah, I'm say, trying like, to picture it and I can't. I feel like it's I a very convoluted it. way of saying you have a healthy glow. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Healthy glow, healthy glow. I could read to you. It also sounds like a weird like pickup line. Like yeah. I could read to you. Okay. <laughs> the worst guy. He's like too poetic for his own I, I guess we exchange addresses. Uh, like, what are you doing? You want to start reading to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call you and read books. I, I feel like reading. Out. Could you come? Oh, you want me to call you and read you a book? I yeah, do that yeah. too. <laughs> Chapter one. Charlotte grew. Her web grew. <laughs> oh, oh, awesome. I love it. Okay. Right, get into it. Um, so, so first off, uh, I'll, I'll just start with uh, now that I'm comfortable just sharing everything uh, I, I had. So – Years ago, when I was still on my crutches, I had uh, and I was smoking a fair amount of DMT. I had an experience that I wasn't comfortable sharing with people for a while, uh, where I had. Uh, I think you told me about this, yeah. but you didn't I, tell us the details, right? Uh, oh, did you say you didn't remember? Overdosed? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I did. I was. I had opiates, and I and I wasn't doing them. I didn't want to do them regularly. But I just store them up once a week and like do them uh, like for fun to like blow off some steam and not be in pain for right. a night, and uh, and Oxy, it was kind of like a cotton. nice way to yeah, and it was kind of a nice way to like reset the pain system and everything, and and it was working for me. And then one night I was having just a delightful time, um, yeah, and I drank for the first time in like years. And then because you were feeling wonderful, and you were like, "I yeah. will also have some alcohol." And then I just started popping more pills. I was like, "This is just the best night of my life." I'm feeling like a million bucks, and I'm drinking more. And then I got home that night. What are we drinking? Uh, Saint Paul was like brandy or something <laughs> like that. Um. It was it was some hard liquor. Um, and I got home that night, and I was at. It was, this was in my. I was staying with my parents uh, at the time. I think I was stopping through on tour or something like that. Um, and I'm so I'm in my childhood bedroom, and I just start uh, feeling that I'm having respiratory issues, and uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, 
son of a bitch, I'm overdosing. Like I'm, I'm gonna die. And then I'm like, should I? I'm like, like you relax call. So, so much that you're auto immune. You're not. Yeah, auto, your, bre- your, your breathing functions. just starts getting. It, it, it's like you got to be really deliberate. You need to really like in. This is how people die out. on alcohol and Xanax, by the way. Yeah. Which Val, remember that guy we met on our honeymoon? Yeah. That was like. Dude, I had like nine nine beers, two bottles of wine, and six shots of tequila, and five Xanax last night, <laughs> and it took everything in me to not say, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know right. people who have died that right. way. Yeah. Because your heart and your lungs get the message. Right. It's relax time. Right, right, it's, right. It should never be Miller time for your lungs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, and, and I mean, it's part of the reason why I want to share the stories is just because it can happen. Like, I thought I was being, uh, you know, I was having a little bit of fun. Uh, with with those pills once a week, but I, but even considering that, I was being fairly responsible. Then when I mixed alcohol, it just all that went out the window. So I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I think that I can fight through this. I think that I can stay awake and fight through this because I don't want to call an ambulance right now because it'll be embarrassing, and then my parents will know that I did too much. And that's, uh, a, that's a nightmare. Oh. Yeah, and, and mom, <laughs> mom I, uh, do you listen to my podcast? Because uh, I don't know how much of a shock this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't listen, Shane. Okay, well, I do a lot of psychedelics, <laughs> but it's open the portal to open us to other narcotics, and this brandy's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and and then and so I'm sitting there, and I'm like trying to i'm focusing on my breath and i'm trying to stay awake and then like i you're just, sleepy too you're like not yeah and then and you know that's the bad sleep that's like concussion sleep right don't do it and then next thing i know i'm having a dmt trip and i at first i was just like oh wonderful yay dmt and then and then i was there for you know i don't know how long, 15 or 20 seconds and i was like wait a second why am I having a DMT trip? Did I smoke DMT? Am I on DMT right now? I'm like, no, I don't think that I smoked DMT. How is this happening? And then I thought back and I was like, oh, you're dying. You're right. dying oh. right now. DMT is released when you die. And then oh. I... And when you're born. Yeah. Oh. And then I Can I ask was, one question? Yeah. You're having the trip. So you're elsewhere. And it was wonderful. Like, right. it, was, it was terrific. So the voice of Shane, the brain of Shane, mm-hmm. is going, why am I having a DMT trip? So that's kind of like a echoey narrator yeah. over the trip. And had I never done DMT, I think I would have just been like, this is neat. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew. I was like, oh, no. Wait right. a second. This isn't right. And, and this then is that. I was able to, like, jolt myself back and I like woke up like punching the air, and then I just started like doing jumping jacks and stuff. And I kept myself awake for hours until uh, the drugs kind of s- slowly worked their way out of my system. So Jim Whoa. was right. <laughs> so <what>? GYM. <laughs> yeah. Jim had value after all these years. It, sure it was it sure Jim it was- that saved you. Mountain climber saved my life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that you did one, that, calisthenics? That one day where they make you line dance? That saved my life. Wow. 
<laughs> Dude, you shadow boxed your way back into your I, body. I did. Oh, my and, God. But then that was confirmation to me that because, you know, my views of DMT, and I encourage the listener to just go back if you haven't heard, because I've just talked endlessly about my yep. various stories, is that this is all in your head. This is just your imagination and... And uh, this is Shane insight. is a guy that sees a thing that says yeah. I am God and shows him shit images of the Taj Mahal, <laughs> yeah. like rapid, like grrr, like every image of everything on Earth, yeah, like soaring over California, but in two seconds, yeah. And you go, you're just in my brain, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I am cold, and everything you are shakes, and you go, good job, my brain. <laughs> Whereas we've joked, I have a cup of strong coffee, and I'm like, God is. Everywhere. <laughs> That's one of our weird differences. So yeah, you're yeah. going. This is my noodle. This is my noodle. This is my noodle. Yeah. And so, but then I was like, "Well, fuck. Is it like? I think I just. I'm, I'm like pretty confident that I just died, and and now I've gotten confirmation to myself that you do go to this DMT space, whether it's in your head or whatever. And it just started. That, that was when I I. Uh, I started having weirder and weirder DMT trips, and I started having more, like, synchronicities in my life that made me feel like, did I die that night? And, like, this is just, like, me, keep going. In your childhood bedroom, Shane. I know. Before you go on, because it sounds like you're about to, do you – what do you remember from that DMT trip? Oh, just, like, fractals and lights and, like, your standard run. Yeah, it was really, really pleasant. I didn't see any entities or anything like that. I just saw all the fractals and the tunnels and the gateways and, like, uh, you know, going through tunnels of computation at a zillion miles an hour. And <laughs> going like, oh, I know this old routine. <laughs> same old, same old. I love it. I love it. And, uh, but, but that was – that. it made me think. And, I, and, and then – and then there was a time when I was like, you know, because I had smoked DMT around a hundred times or so, a little, a little more than that now, and uh, and I was like, I started thinking because I, I just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around like, like more people kept on seeing this purple lady that I saw and yeah. like writing me about like and and like the way that they describe her personality it was like exactly like our interactions and i hadn't seen the purple lady in a while actually. purple lady but, somebody shane met on a dmt trip yeah and then and then other people see her as well and she like talks about me to other people it's very strange um and that and she and then she like has if this world, weird it, thing with my girlfriend did i tell you that i'm not no. sure she's jealous of your she's girlfriend. yeah she's jealous of my girlfriend and then i haven't really seen her around much she's since. cold shouldering you yeah. she's blue shouldering she, one day she said she was like a prison she realized she was an idea stuck in my head and she like built right. this prison but that makes but, sense because you're talking about her on podcasts yeah and we were talking a little bit about this the other day if reality is a thought is a dream is right. the dream of God or whatever. So thoughts are things and they're important. And images are things and they're mm-hmm. important and they matter. Yeah. You talk about this image. Right. An artist has painted her. Right. Uh, so she exists on the internet. You talk about her. So this idea, like an ambitious gene, multiplies. This is going to be the bulk of our conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy that you're into. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so happy you're into memes and and uh, like memetics and how ideas are. Tra- I, that's been a lot of all I've been thinking. That's about part of the reason why I told you Val and I are laying. We're doing. We're watching TV more deliberately. Yeah. Meaning we used to just watch five hours a night. Yeah. Of whatever. And now you only watch The Bachelor. And now we only watch The Bachelor and Big Brother. I don't know what the problem is. No, but it's because because images have power. Thoughts have power. And and you are the culmination of of the images and the ideas that you ingest. I had some – I mean – yeah, we'll we'll get into it, but it it, it turns out every, every everything you watch on TV sits in your brain somewhere in a part of your brain that's like that was real. Yeah, and yeah. then it, when that's you're, one of the when you're in a tough place, your brain's searching through for solutions. Will be like, well, maybe you're Wolverine. Like maybe that's. <laughs> a this isn't helpful. Ah, maybe you're Wolverine. Get that guy with the claws. He can solve it. Adamantium. Adamantium. That is yeah, the definition just, of funny to me it's right just now. That's not a great solution. The, so I, I told I, I work in TV and I love TV yeah. and I love the book Four Arguments for the Elimination Intelligence. Yeah, the favorite thing right. I've read lately. And he talks about, like, the, the proof that he uses that the images that we take in remain in us. I actually came up with my own example. You ever wake up in the middle of the night and you have a, or in a dream and you have a song playing and all the lyrics are there? You know what I mean? Like, you wake up in the middle of the night and the song is playing looping in your brain and you're like, I didn't know I knew Mambo Number no. 5 that well. There's a carol. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even – you didn't know you knew all the names in the song. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. And the point that he makes is picture Johnny Carson. No effort. Right. It's in there. You've right. never met him. And you and I talked about this. How many people can the average person remain retain? Uh, it's around 140 or 160. There's a term for it that I wish I could remember the Which name of. Which is fine. But yeah. we're designed to live in communities where the number that you can remember, names, faces you can remember because you need, are about 140, 150. You would never need to know more than that in our I could past. name yeah. 300. We just saw – who was it? Tara Reed. Yeah. We watched a, a thing that had Tara Reed in it. I was like, huh, Tara Reed's in this? Why so do I have a Tara Reed? load of less meaningful That's relationships. It. Thousands. Yeah. yeah. Thousands. And Corey all, Haim, And none of them Corey are terribly Feldman. fulfilling or meaningful in any way. And then there's a part of your brain that's like, I need to know Corey Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Corey Feldman could write a song about this. <laughs> no disrespect to Corey Feldman. Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm glad you said it because what? I didn't want this People to love come back again. at us with Corey, uh, the really? Corey Feldman team. People just love to tease Corey Feldman. <laughs> You're using a tease right now. <laughs> yeah. Valerie, did you see Shane use the tease? I saw it. I saw him use that tease. I'm sorry. I, I, gotta, I can no longer read by I've you. abused the tease. <laughs> You've used and abused. So memes, memetics, yeah, images so, matter. That's his big thing is, right. is, is objects of art, sculpture matter because sitting in a room with a piece of art, a sculpture, mm-hmm. or in Indian medicine, looking at a mandala, letting that thing – Soak into your brain, the image in your brain changes the physiology of your body, changes everything, and mm-hmm. changes your identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know this is true. And he's like, this is how human beings learn. We mimic. That's why Val and I, the longer we live together, you said – this is boring. I'm almost done. You said something I say. We learn from m- mimicking yeah. and, mm-hmm. and merging, and we're merging. I walk more like John Hamm than I used to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
And and I don't smoke, but if I did, I'm sure I would smoke like he does. Even when you're a contrarian, like I would describe myself a lifelong contrarian. I always thought people are, were very like people were automatons and like falling for. But and so you know, I'm like I'm going to do the opposite of that. Well, then that's equally predictable. Yes. Yeah. If you're just doing the opposite of right. a thing, that's right. very, very It's just your code. Yeah. Yep. He goes, he's an autonomatonic machine. <laughs> yeah. And he will do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like when you see kids like, in like, high school oh, rebelling. All, all, all these people, you, you set up like a flag, put whatever or whatever symbol in the front, and you have people like put a song to it or whatever and stand up for it. And it doesn't matter what it is. It can be like a fabric with like a butthole drawn on it. That'll be like the most precious thing in the world to all those children. And then there'll be children like me. They'll be like, ha ha, you're a bunch of idiots. But I'll be saying like, that's equally predictable that I'm saying that. And necessary. Right. And controlled. Right. So we hoist up the flag with the butthole in it. To congregate the but- I, the butthole flag loving, I do think that it would be like for a, make for like a fun like sci fi thing if like aliens came down and saw us like worshiping and that's just like oh that's just our symbol for testicles ah. you know like they're what are they do they're like killing right, each right, other right, over right, this right <laughs> although that's not a bad that's not a bad one yeah Ball, balls are you know the beginning of life yeah yeah <laughs> one of it's a good thing to fight for but the idea that we it's one way to gather people into groups mm-hmm. we hoist up a flag right. these people will be for it but equally predictable and still maybe just as controlled are the people that are against it right. the pride that I try to not have that I didn't see any of the Super Bowl please Pete yeah. since the beginning of things at the Coliseum there was one snarky guy in a toga <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. I don't need to see gladiators uh, yeah, slashing yeah. at each other yeah right and then I right. like smoked a jazz cigarette yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I was pr- I didn't know that the Super Bowl was on and someone told me and I was like look at you yeah that's, that's hilarious that's, you're that. awesome and indifferent um, <laughs> but you so, yeah. so I that's yeah. I bring it back to you but you <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean my take on it was always which I think it's equally um, important to look into and this is what I what I thought was very important for like neuroscientists to look into was that this was uh, there. Our brain somehow has this area, this like emergent, like holographic area where we are storing um, ideas. And, and so Johnny Carson or whatever is stored somewhere in your brain that you can recall at any time. And, and, no one's studying like what this idea actually like looks like, and I think that DMT is an entryway into um, into this area. I, I mean, you as someone that likes to contemplate, one thing that I've been thinking a lot about about is like about about um, <laughs> is uh, when you think about an idea, all that you're thinking of is a snapshot of a moment of in time of where that idea maybe was. But by the time that you've actually had an idea, your brain – so you've like – an idea, you've just kind of solved a problem. So by the end of forming that idea, your brain now knows more than it did at the start of forming that idea. So then when you look back at the idea, you're looking back at it with a different brain that – originally created it Mm. so it's a completely changed thing and you can't even trying to i often instead of instead of like meditate which i do meditate a fair amount and like kind of letting an idea go and pass by i'll do the opposite where i'll try to like grab onto an idea and hold on to that sucker for like as long as i can until it 
eventually goes back into my non-conscious world and other things get you know like a rodeo distracted or whatever yeah <laughs> and it's it's really hard to do but when you do it changes and it and it keeps on shifting and moving and you see different angles of it right yeah. it's it it's not exactly right but i want to say this to you so you can tell me what it makes you think of there was always that riddle or whatever brain teaser brain tickler i don't know what to call it where it's like there's three doors and they say behind one of the doors is a, a billion dollars and you pick one of the doors Mm-hmm. And then uh, another person, they go, okay, you, they don't open the door. They go, you can pick one of the doors. And the other guy goes and picks the door. And then they open the second guy's door and they open it and it's wrong. And then you're standing in front of your door and they go, do you want to move doors? And mathematically, I've been told, I don't fully understand this, but I sometimes think about it to like rub my brain's clitoris, if that makes sense. They just go right. like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, do you want to move? Mathematically, you should move. Because when you chose the door, it was one out of three, and you were probably wrong, right. if that makes sense. Right, right. What I'm saying is when you talk about an idea, you're looking at the memory of a solution to something with a different brain. Yes. Does that – I don't yeah. know exactly how those no, are but, tied. Do you? <laughs> no, but, but that's, that's the it. exact same kind of idea that I'm – I think – You're looking at an yeah. idea with a new brain. You, you, yeah. you are the guy that's moving to the other door – Looking it, it, and it, so there's no way to capture it, and you can write down and you can like share it. Like I can be like, here's an idea and post it on Facebook. But that idea that I tried to represent in these stupid words that are often failing us, sorry, but still pretty impressive compared to like what m- many other species are doing. Um, you're looking at my idea, and you're looking at it with a completely different brain, with all of these different references, and you're you're reading it completely differently. And there's there's no way for me to get my idea into my consciousness without already fucking it all up, and then through the air and and, and trying to communicate it to like the listener right now, and them to go through all their filters, and then into their non conscious world. And it's just changed so much in between that time, and I and I kind of uh, it made me think a lot about. Um, I think that I think that when I when I an idea when we hear a new idea that jives with an old idea in our head, like just right, much like we find a perfect genetic match. I think that ideas are that same way, where two ideas connect and it gives birth to these. New idea. I, I spend a lot of time thinking about embodied consciousness, which is we use all of these physical words to describe things. Mm. Um, so I think that there's a reason why we say uh, that giving birth to an idea or replicating an idea. I think that's something that's actually happening in right. in the brain, and and mm. so mm. so a lot of my so I would think a lot of oh that's fascinating. Yeah, like just like a baby being born in a womb. An idea is like a cell, and it yeah. splits into two cells because it finds another, it another preconceived idea merges with that idea. Yeah, and which I, we see all the time, by the way, because mm-hmm. Val helps me, you know, work with some of my like weirder, stupid shit that I inherited from my family or whatever it is, and you you catch yourself going like, I had this thought because I had this other fundamentally wrong idea that I haven't let go of yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? confirming that thought. Right. So it's like latching on, yeah. We see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I see my dad do it all the time. No no disrespect to my dad, but he'll just be like, fire, fire chiefs, Peter. That's a good living. 
Because he met one fire chief who in one city – like is the fire chief in South Dakota a good living? Like you don't know. Like you just see – and it is kind of yeah. a traditionally masculine opinion. But I catch myself making these very bullshit things. It's like two ticks. Mm. I go – I see an Asian guy. This is a joke example. I see an Asian guy eating orange Tic Tacs. Two days later, I see another Asian woman eating orange Tic Tacs. It takes everything inside of me to not go, Asian people love orange Tic Tacs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that is one of the most embarrassing things I can yeah. admit to you. Yeah. And it's not just – I'm not saying I'm a racist. I'm saying that's what – you just look for patterns. Oh, I'm saying you're right. <laughs> and you, you bang them together. Yeah. And it's embarrassing if you stop, like you're saying with the idea rodeo, and go, where did I get this idea? Yeah. And who gave it to me? It's like – it's one of the points in the book. It's like the idea of feminism and like the blushing bride and, and even the, the rolling pin nagging housewife. Who made these mm-hmm. icons? It wasn't women. Right. You know what I mean? Like someone else – you're living someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever like lost a lot of material before or just just scrapped all of your ideas and started fresh. But uh, but it's that's also different. You realize how – I once lost all of my notebooks and then I realized how just attached I was to just reading through these same ideas over and over again. And that was all that I had to work with until I – I accidentally freed myself from mm. them by losing them. And that was and a good experience. Up. It was. Um, but so I was kind of th- – that was kind of my view on DMT. But then I started having these strange synchronicities all the time. I wrote that down. I want to know what really those are. not like really like a thing that I, I would really necessarily believe in. But I'll give you an example of, of, of the kind of feeling of it. So I would – like one time I ate mushrooms and I drove to uh, – <laughs> Uh, float shop <coughs> place. I was going to go floating on Before mushrooms. they kicked it. Yeah. Um, and, and just as they're kicking in, um, I'm, I'm pulling it and I'm listening to this song. Have um, you heard of Uber? <laughs> I, I'm not recommending So I'm this. skiing to the... <laughs> so, uh, 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 yeah, sorry. I drove after eating mushrooms. Um, I, <laughs> so I... There was a song by this band of Montreal, which I equally hate and love uh, their songs, depending on um, depending on the song. But there's a song it's called like Ground Lick Epic or something like that. They're all weird names um, that I was obsessed with at the time. And as I'm driving into the float place on mushrooms, there's this like as I'm parking, there's this lyric that's like. Let's float back to Earth and do something pleasant. Like as I'm pulling into this float tank place, and then I go, and then I go, and like who cares? It's just like a coincidence, you know. Um, but but like these coincidences kept on happening again and again, and I was just like, oh, these are just coincidences. And then I got out of the float, and I was writing for a few hours until the mushrooms kicked off, and I was writing about my parents and my. Uh, relationship. I had a very strict religious upbringing that I rebelled against and everything. And I'm writing about all of that. And then I get in the car and I turn the car on. And um, and now like the next lyric of the song is something about how wouldn't it be nice if we could escape from the patterns that our parents designed? Wow. Like just after I got done writing. So then. Wow. So then my but my my like sciency uh, take on it was just like well. Your non-conscious is very, very powerful. 
you were on mushrooms and you're going to a float tank and you put on this song that you already happen to have in high rotation and you just happen to notice this part of the song that that was in line with what you're doing at the time and then your brain then you stopped it but the music your brain Continue knows playing. the rest of the song right. and right. knows what the rest of the song Which is, is about. Which is true. Bye. When the... Wait, Somebody. What, what was the first one? By B- Menon. Uh, by <laughs> Menon. I guess that's a song. I don't know. Ah! I don't know that song either. Is yeah. that a song? No, I it's mean, a, I know what it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a jingle, jingle. I guess. Jingles are songs. It's a two-word sure. jingle. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's okay. yelling it out at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Dubai Menon! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, Menon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, All right, so your science brain was like, uh, I know this. So, yeah, it was, it was like, this is just, you know, this is, uh, uh, the brain is a very powerful thing. It's just being influenced by these factors. And the reason why I'm now writing about my parents was because that's where the song left off. Mm-hmm. And the brain doesn't like when the brain loves closure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it was just kind of thinking of these concepts that were that were in the song. So... So I was just kind of writing off, the, but these experiences kept on happening to me, um, and and so so come uh, come February of uh, last, about a year ago, I have like my tours starting to wrap up. I extended it and it gone really well, but I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do? Um, and I started having I had a panic attack for my first time and oh. and I went to uh, I went to the ER because I was like worried I was having a heart attack or something mm-hmm. and I never have anxiety I'm just not a person that has anxiety and depression's my jam I'm like mm. I'm all about depression <laughs> um, and, and I'm used to that but I'm like anxiety like I don't give a fuck about things why would I be anxious <laughs> yeah. and but uh, you know once you have the feeling you can't control and so yeah. So I started, and then at the exact same time, I started filming this documentary about psychedelics. Someone reached out to me, wanted to. Do it. I was like, okay, I guess. And I like, I always have mixed feelings about doing new things because I've, like, I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I always wanted to be on late night, and I wanted a half-hour Comedy Central presents. And within like five years, I accomplished all of my lifelong goals, <laughs> and I have no other ambitions. Right. I was just kind of done. I was like, okay, that's like what I need. I got what I needed, and I don't really. I'm not a care hero. about. I don't want to sidetrack you, but it's like I think it's interesting. Goals are interesting to me. Yeah. It kind of goes in line with what we're talking about. The power of the brain to like go late night. You see yourself on late night. Yeah, half hour presents. You see it. I was there yeah. when you taped your presents. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think I told you many times I was very jealous yeah. of how perfect your, your half hour was. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just up there yelling. <laughs> I really felt that way. I, and going on to this idea of thoughts being yeah. things, you, can I tell you something weird that's happened to me a number of times? Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why I'm always talking about how I'm off porn. I have a complicated – not that complicated, but I'm always trying to like 
I'm, I'm Find sort of off of it too. I think. I'm usually sort of off of it, but one of the ways that helps me be off of it is not throw a fit if I occasionally look at it. Yes. Yeah, if that makes sense. And yes. I know it does to you, Val, because we're both religious, grew up religious, and same for you, probably. I don't know if you have that attachment to it, but like it's important oh. to not be like go revert back exactly. to like this is this is the worst thing you could be doing. Right. <laughs> I just feel like. After a while, like at first, it's like, what a wonderful thing that you get to see all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Look at the tits. <laughs> but, but it's just, I, I, not to sound like a prude, but I just think it's filling your head with nonsense well, garbage. Well, yeah. if you, the Four Arguments book, if you read it and think about pornography and the power of images going yeah. into your brain, yeah. and you're like, did I need to see those girls? You know, what? I don't yeah, even want to yeah. give an example. But something that's happened is I'll be thinking of someone specifically that like turned me on or some at some point in my life somebody that like got the juices flowing mm-hmm. and i'll picture that person in my mind it'll be a real person i knew like the librarian at my school or something i'll be like oh hubba hubba and i will open up what is a pretty good random number generator one of those websites that shows it's it's a pooling of millions of videos it's mm-hmm. always changing yeah. mm-hmm. you hit refresh it's a bunch of new videos i'll open it up first row Third video will be that uh, – like someone who looks exactly like that person. It's, I, it's yeah. happened to me – I'm not going to exaggerate because it would be better to lie here. Yeah. It's happened to me three times. Yeah. Wow. And one of them was this morning. Actually, and I actually closed the laptop. I was going to jerk yeah. it. I got up early. <laughs> Val, you were asleep. <laughs> I was going to jerk it and I just closed the laptop and I, I, I went and sat on the porch. Oh, good boy. Good boy. But what I'm yeah. saying is I didn't want to let that image into my brain because I'm like, look at what images – are doing what they might even be attracting. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. I've definitely had all. All of a sudden, it felt like music was talking to me at the right times. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. or I would, I would think of a thing, and then I would, you know, I'd think of an idea, and then I'd look on uh, online, and it would be like the top story. Valentine's. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. Valentine's dreams sync up. Val and I, we every morning we start by talking about what we dreamt mm-hmm. about, which, by the way, all people did for millennia. Yeah, <laughs> that like that used to be TV. <laughs> that used to be like, what did you see on night TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd go, what's TV? Yeah. <laughs> and our dreams will always. I'll say, like last night, I dreamt that we were in Maui and we were swimming in a circle with Ramdas and these people. Was, I don't often dream of Ramdas, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. And we were swimming in the circle and she was like, well, that's so funny because yesterday... When I did Reiki, I was like accessing joy. This is a big part of like what has pulled me out of this this mess. Um, and one of the memories that I was accessing was when we were in Maui with our friends and we're like, joining hands and and like singing and spinning in circles in the water. Yeah. So this and then stuff, Pete dreamt about it last night. And it happens so often yeah. that we don't even write them down anymore. We were like, oh, we should write down a synchronicity book. It happens yeah, yeah. so often right. that mm-hmm. with dreams and with things and with songs and even TV yeah. books. What? Oh, fucking A. So I'm reading Four Arguments for the Elimination of Television. I'm also reading – because with less TV, I'm reading so much more. Yeah. I'm loving it. The Only Dance There Is by Ramdas. I like buying used books if the book is old. This one's from the seven. It's like a first or second edition. In the book, the bookmark that I use, someone writes down uh, in script that we don't see anymore, like cursive, mm-hmm. like seeing with the mind's eye by blah, blah, blah. That's the bookmark I use in this book because it's a used book. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's fun is you see where they highlight it and all that stuff. Then I'm reading Four Arguments. It references that book. Mm. It says 
there's a chapter where he talks about the book Seeing with the Mind's Eye. So I'm reading the other one and I go, I think that's the book. These are very disparate books. Yeah. And I'm reading them simultaneously. You, you goddamn yeah. right I bought that that third book. <laughs> I know. That, I mean, I mean, that's why I reached out to you was because I knew you're into like kind of this way of th- and I just like wasn't always. Yeah. I was always I mean, things like that would happen to me and I I would just be like, you know, Oh, those those are cool stories, Pete and Val. It's neat. <laughs> it's neat the way in which your brains are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that was like not yeah. to be a dick about it, no, but no, that's no. just I what I always that. thought. Yeah, and and I was very hard headed about it, and and very much you know, like DMT would be like. Here I'm God. Here's all the. Uh, here's everything. Here's all, I'm like whatever. I don't think so. And uh, uh, which it's still to me unsatisfying. I still like seeing. God, I'm still like well. I still want to know how God works. Like you, you know, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not enough for me to be like cool. God's there. But but um, I started doing. So I started doing mushrooms. I started doing them. Uh, usually I would do them once a year. I would do them like two or three times a week for a week or two. And when I was like in, in a really depressed state and then it would end my depression. What do you mean for a week? Like you do them constantly for weeks? Yeah. For, so like six times in two weeks. So, but then, but then I went do mushrooms again for like maybe nine months and then the depression would come back and then I do that same thing again. And so that was my, so that was, so, but what happened this time, and this is going to sound real stupid, was that I, I did that. I was doing them like, I started with like two times a week. Um, and then after like two weeks, my, my depression had gone away and my anxiety was better. And I was like starting this documentary. I was like, well, I, I want to be able to capture these experiences and, t- and speak to these experiences more. So I'll just continue the, like, I wonder if I can, rather than just, not being depressed, maybe I could like feel good, and then and so I kept on like eating <laughs> mushrooms with that same Shane with the brandy for, <laughs> for like <laughs> how high can we take this? For <laughs> so this is like three months in, and then the tour ends, um, and then uh, and then I had more free time, and then I was like, I'll just I'll just do mushrooms every other day. Um, and see, because now I'm feeling good. I wonder if I can feel great. And I'm shooting all this stuff for the documentary. And then I felt great. And then I was like, huh, what's up from here? And that, that was, I, I really could have, I really, like, I don't know when to hold them and know when to hold them. Uh, and, and so I had, I had stopped smoking DMT because DMT started making predictions. I had I would smoke DMT, it would show me like a symbol and then and it would be this really powerful experience and then the next time I got up the courage to smoke DMT, which would often it was it started getting longer and longer. It started taking months in between times. And then the next time I'd smoke DMT, I would see exa- like I would open my eyes and that symbol that I saw 3 months earlier turned out to be just like the little statue here in this room that that we're right. looking at it turned like like but, it was telling it you about different. the next time you the next smoke. time i was gonna smoke it would know like exactly where i was going to be wow. and and then i was and i was thinking about it and i was like and how does why is like it's it's weird that you see entities and stuff on dmt or gods or whatever but uh 
whether it's whether it's in a different dimension or it's in my brain, why are they waiting for me? Like, why are they there that moment? Mm-hmm. Like, I right. take the third hit of DMD, and then they're just like, "Hey, <laughs> you made it!" Like, well, what the? Were you just like waiting around? Like, right. Right. I don't understand. And how? And so. I think that so then I'm like they must be outside of time observing, and so it's just I'm just popping up in all of these different instances on this plane that's just easy for them to observe, and then they can just be like, "Oh, here's the next time that he pops up, so we'll just be there waiting for him." Or right, something. right, right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and so it's like kind of creeping me out. I've and and now why I are they done... waiting for me? <laughs> and what are they doing when you're not on DMT? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What are they like, doing in the meantime? Yeah. That's, uh, but if and, they are outside of time, then it wouldn't be – we're thinking about it wrong. Yes. And, yeah, and then yeah. – and, and I had had so many arguments with them with that they were like, maybe you're right. Maybe we are inside of your head. And then they were like, well, what do you want us to do? So I started setting more intentions and, and, uh, and that seemed to be helping some. But I took intentions a lot more seriously because at the end of my DMT trip, they would start – rather than like giving me an instruction or a goodbye, they would like give me a blank slate to write on. Like here, you're creating – this you you take over and um so so anyway it'd been nine months and i'm shooting this documentary and we we we're going to do this scene where um this this kind of shaman medicine woman that i knew she had this syrian rue that increases the basically and increases the effect of dmt uh put put simply uh prolongs it and uh she had it turned into like this glow in the dark paint that you can paint yourself with and i was like oh, i'll just paint my my face and my whole body like in this glow in the dark stuff and look like a crazy person so the opening scene i'll just be like this glow in the dark lunatic like smoking dmt and then it will be like hold up and then it will cut to me being normal and explaining these things just a quick attention grabbing so that was the yeah. plan Great. And uh, and so and who knows who knows how it's going to turn out, but we're just going to shoot that and see. So I paint myself in way too much of this stuff, oh. and now my body is soaked and stuff. That, and this is a stuff that this isn't. Uh, it's a MAOI. A it's a real thing. Yeah. Oh. And um, and so oh. <laughs> so my body's you know, just some people are going to hockey games. <laughs> <laughs> um and. And then I smoked it, and I didn't even have that much, but I smoked enough. Um, and I had, uh, I, I just go into this DMT space, and the and the camera's rolling, and immediately, this thing was just like, oh, good, you brought the cameras. Now tell people what this is. Like your job is to put this into words. And I'm like, what the fuck is going? And then, like, you put it into, and, and I was laughing. I was like, what do you mean, put this in, like, all of the most craziest shit that I've ever seen, like, being filed away and tucked and moving at a zillion miles an hour? How do you put it into words? <laughs> and and it's like, well, you got the cameras here. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 it was just like. Well, that's what the cameras are for, right, Jane? <laughs> <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what did I do to myself? And I kept on having like these very Truman Show-ish moments anyway before I started making a documentary. And then once I started recording myself on like doing ketamine or whatever, and then having this Truman Show thing, I'd be like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this dumb Truman Show idea out of my head and open my eyes, and then there's just cameras <laughs> surrounding wow. me. I'm like, oh, oh my this God. is a head fuck. 
And <laughs> so then I went on my own to do ayahuasca because, one, I couldn't get anyone to let me bring cameras in to film a ceremony. Um, I also and, want to offer the fact that you're open to doing drugs like these in front of cameras. Yeah. Speaks to your lack of anxiety and your yeah. your lack of achievement desire because I would be so afraid of what I looked like. That's part of that's the downside of being an achiever. You're afraid yeah. of what other people would think. So I would be like, oh, I might drool or something, <laughs> and you're just like incense and peppermints going. To this. <laughs> so anyway, ayahuasca. This is the big one. So yeah, so I go to do ayahuasca, and I had so I had seen. Um, the the main thing that I had seen on DMT that's going to be relevant for the story was that that there is this flat fabric of computation um, that is like every every little bit of it like say it's say it's this table every little bit of it has th- these infinite amount of formulas like like formulas that will take our universe the entire length of the universe to like by the end some alien or future species or whatever will figure out like oh here's the formula for how all of this works you know in in one one little bit in of one it. little yeah. string and so it would take an entire universe to understand one kind of pore yeah. of this document yeah and and so and <laughs> and within this it's always moving around and and when these formulas kind of touch one another and combine and they're kind of alive and moving uh, like math is alive. It's just a living, moving thing. And then when they combine with one another, uh, they and stumble upon a new idea, like a new, a new law of physics, a new, a new physical possibility that explodes into a universe. And we're we're just one of an infinite number of of universes. That that then in everything that happens, there were mathematical this universe, inevitabilities because two things met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then everything that happens within it, it's like it's like a chaos calculator. It's like every everything in this pattern makes sense until these two things combine, and then all of a sudden it's stumbled upon randomness somehow. Mm-hmm. And this whole universe, in any given universe, is just the computation of randomness until it's formed into this organized that's pattern. Almost, that's almost kind of like an interesting way of thinking about karma, and I'm not a karma expert, meaning two things – Two perfect equations merged together, you get a remainder, basically. Yeah. You get this sort of, like, equation that needs to be ground out and yeah. figured out, and that's what a universe is. Yeah. So everything, <laughs> everything that's, what, that's happening that's what our lives right now, are. yeah, like, is Shane just... almost dying is that math co- equation trying to make sense of a remainder. Yeah. And, <laughs> wow. and this thing, so this, this pattern has, once the math got complicated enough, it gained consciousness and had consciousness, and it was just like, and it's talking to me, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know how this started. But it's just happening because it has to, and it's it's stumbling across every possibility, and that's just the way that it has to be. Is it keeps on cranking out these possibilities, and it's this thing living as this 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 mathematical pattern. It just like no, it's just like this is just what I have to do. This is like what I'm here for, I guess. And it doesn't know what it's it didn't know how it started any more than we do. And this is kind of the voice yeah. of God being like, I don't know how I got here, but this is what I do because it's it's like what we talked about yesterday when I saw you yesterday. It's like 
a lawfully unfolding dog. My yeah. dog bites his fleas because that's what dogs do. And this equation yeah. does what it does because that's what it does. Yeah. yeah. It's just what it does. Everything's doing its thing. Yeah. And, and God is part of that. And this is just <laughs> us sorting out the, the mat. This is just like – this is just – this chaos is is all just the computation. So – which again so it's reminds from me its of like point of view, death. it's just like putting in this, oh, let's try these numbers, and then hitting the equal sign, and it's just seeing, it's just seeing the, uh, the equation, like, I don't even think it's often seeing half of the shit that's happening in here, just like mm-hmm. we aren't aware of, of, like, the lives that the bacteria in our guts are. Right. Are living, or, or when you right. enter two numbers into a calculator, you don't really have too much of an understanding of the circuitry and the electricity right. that is triggered by you hitting that rubbery, too rubbery, <laughs> <laughs> a little too rubbery. Why were those buttons so soft in the eighties? And why all the tape? Uh, uh, yes, hello, calculators. <laughs> I hope that's the name of big calculator. Uh, hi, calculators. Okay. <laughs> calculators Inc. No, we're just calculators. Wait, yeah, we do the rubber. Buttons kind of hollow, like oh, do you not like them? Yeah. <laughs> so, when you flip it upside down, they don't slide too much on the, on the table. We are getting complaints, the calculators were too slippery. You could also take that big equal <laughs> sign off, t- like rip it off the calculator. It's a little dish for a mouse. Um, <laughs> you were drinking, but a big laugh would have been right here is where a big laugh would have been. Oh, wow. <laughs> How, how uh, speaking of ideas being made, wow, wow, that's that's fantastic. That all rubbed our brain clips. It will, it will never not be a mouse dish to me, ever, ever again. Ideas are things. Everyone listening to this knows mouse dish. <laughs> Do you know that two plus two mouse dish is four? How are you? Yay! Yay! I love it. Um, so this is on ayahuasca that you see the tapestry of everything. I mean, so, the no, tapestry I, 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 I've been infinity. seeing it on DMT. Oh, excuse me. I've been me. seeing it on DMT all of the time, okay. and it was and 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 my idea, uh, my ideas were that our human brains have already worked out so many calculations that we're unaware of, and it's bubbling out through into um, into our culture in ways that we don't quite understand. Uh, like uh, my example that I use about it is is one time after DMT, I remembered this Einstein quote, and I'm not even sure it's a real Einstein quote, by the way, uh, but it doesn't even matter. It's just, this is just a metaphor. Uh, it was, they asked Einstein about why he wears, like, the plaid and shit, and, and he, he was like, well, when you, when you understand that the universe is, is uh, expanding into nothing that is somehow something, then wearing stripes and plaid is easy. And then I was like... Mm-hmm. Why is he saying stripes and plaid? Because that's exactly what the outskirts of the universe look like to me when I'm on DMT. Maybe he was tapping into this part of brain, uh, his brain that he wasn't consciously aware of, but he was working out the math already. And it was coming out in like what he was wearing and coming out in his words in ways that he didn't even understand. Well, my favorite Einstein quote is I didn't come to the theory of relativity with my rational mind, but through his uh, imagination. Yeah. Like he was using, he said he came to the theory of relativity, I believe, by picturing himself standing on top a particle of light, like a wave yeah. of light. So he's using visualization, right. seeing with the mind's eye, a yeah. book I've heard so much about, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. about this stuff. This is completely in line with what we're talking about, where this dipped-in dude, Einstein, 
understood that even the patterns on his clothing mattered in infinity. Mm. So Whoa. Take that, I, I Nipplegate so. Super Bowl. <laughs> think of what you did, putting that image in all our brains. So, so I think that, like, like, um, the the human mind has something like twenty watts of energy, about about the amount of a light bulb running through it at any one time. Is that why that's the image for wow. like because our brains done these like weird calculations wow. and already sorted this out ahead of time? And so I just started seeing the world like this. Like people are smarter than we realize, yes. and it's bubbling out. It's in all Shane of these remembering ways. the second part of the song. You're yeah, smarter than you realize. Yeah, and um. And just paying attention to like how like what is culture saying about ourselves and and so this is what it's also in four arguments where he talks about how primitive or early people would uh, a thing they would do is like if you want to learn how to flow watch the river so that's what your teacher would mm-hmm. say go watch the river mm-hmm. if you want to be sturdy and be rooted look at a tree mm-hmm. because these images had power yeah. and and he cites you'd enjoy scientific studies this is in 1975. That corroborated this idea. Yeah. So here, here they are going like even this tapestry of infinity of infinite math yeah. is probably a metaphor, you know, for something that we can't even visualize. But uh, I forgot what I was going to say. No, no. I mean, that's the organized chaos what that we're living is in is perfectly represented by river. Uh, yeah. You know, and, yes. and how time works and everything else. And the yes. eddies and the spinning. And, the clues and, are everywhere. Yeah. It's yes. a joke. Val and I talk about this all the time. We're soaking in clues. Yeah. Even I said this to you with death. I was like, what a gracious God that we get to rehearse slipping into another realm. Yeah. Every night? (laughs) And he's like, you know, if God's a man, God is like, it is, awareness is like, and you're worried about death? I let you rehearse every day and sometimes (laughs) twice if you nap. Yeah, yeah. Um, But a lot of us sleep better when we forget that that's what we're doing. (laughs) Shout out to people that listen to podcasts to fall asleep. (laughs) I'm going to quick go rehearse death for 20 minutes. (laughs) And I'm going to wake up well rested. (laughs) (laughs) So I find it very refreshing to just take 30 minutes out of my day and rehearse death. Um, You're also rehearsing resurrection, so don't worry about it. And you see that you go nowhere, but you did go somewhere. Uh, Yeah. So who are you? <laughs> I'm on DMT. <laughs> I, I, uh, so, so it comes around to doing ayahuasca and like the medicine person is just like, pay attention to the things that are happening leading up to this because now that you've committed to doing ayahuasca at this time, things will start happening before you do ayahuasca. Like it changes. It, does, it doesn't just change your future. It changes your past. Mm. Right. So, so like things will start changing. And sure as shit, just like <laughs> Sure as shit. Stuff started happening. Just two people drinking moxie on the, on the porch of a convenience store. <laughs> sure as shit. It did change my path. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, again, this is, this is not like really a placebo effect for me because this is, this is me being like, Whatever, lady. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I don't believe you, and I'm. I guess I'll pay. You know, I'm trying to be open minded because they're the expert, but I don't. I just don't believe that. Yeah. And but but I start seeing things, and so the day of, um, I, I had. There's some Jesus stuff in here for you. Ring a ding ding. Oh, ring a ding ding! Is that the King of Kings? 
Creator of the mouse dish himself. <laughs> Jesus is just like, yeah, not ready to come back. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to. <laughs> he opened up the clouds and was like one foot in. <laughs> Second coming, uh, are, Huey. Uh, are they ring dingy dingy? <laughs> he just heard oh, my shit. voice ring ding ding. Is that the King I of Kings? And he was like, nope. I cannot hang out with those geeks. <laughs> not ready. Not, it has not been long enough. <laughs> needs another twenty. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I'm at lunch, and I'm on the phone. I'm trying to line up guests for my podcast. Here we are, uh, and I'm uh, I'm on the phone with like the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and I'm like really excited that that I'm going to be getting these these cool guests to talk about animals, blah 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 blah. And so I'm concentrating, and, and as this is happening, these people are setting up. This is in in. Uh, uh, Boulder, these people are uh, setting up this like play almost like all of these like four Christian people are, are setting up like a big protest with signs and whatnot. And I'm on the phone and they just start screaming about how everyone's going to hell. And, and this is just everyone's just out eating lunch and like trying so to enjoy in, their lunch. In Boulder? Yeah, in Boulder. So they commuted in? <laughs> yeah. And Boulder is a very groovy place. It is. It is. And, <laughs> and I eventually had to get off the phone because it's so loud. It's just like in everyone's face. And I'm sitting there watching and I'm just like. Is this how Jesus would spread a message? This doesn't even seem like, like right. what what makes you think this is how Jesus wants you to spread his message? Right. Yeah. And so finally I kind of got fed up and I went to say just that thing to them and then and I went up to this guy and I was like, "Hey, is that do you really think that's how Jesus would be spreading his message? Like don't, you could sit here with your signs and people could like come up and talk to you." Rather than like you yelling at people and looking crazy, and then next thing I know, I'm like getting into it with this guy. And now we're yelling at him. I'm like, "Fuck!" Now I'm yelling at this guy. <laughs> and, and, oh my god! And he had this like he had this look in his eyes. He's, he's like, "You won't believe the gifts, man. The gifts." I'm like, "Holy shit!" He's you won't believe like, the what? The gifts. The gifts. Yeah. What's a like, gift? Like, like, like a gift. present. <laughs> Oh yeah, gifts, 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 gifts. Not a gift with a T. No, just gifts, gifts, like a word. Yeah, yeah. You won't believe the gifts, but what does he mean by that? Um, I don't know. Like that you get from being a Christian. Yeah, from yeah, and and he and he was like, look at these signs. Look at that shading. And he was like, if you saw someone on fire, wouldn't you yell for help? He's doing. I'm like shut the fuck up and and uh and finally i was just like embarrassed by my uh, i'm like oh no this guy's making me lose my shit yeah and so i i like went off and as i was leaving there was like this li adorable little mexican man that was in their crew holding this cross who wasn't saying a word they were all yelling like crazy and then he was just was like, holding a cross and just like sitting there observing and i'm just like you're cool and <laughs> and, uh, and like walked away and and did you look at uh, him yeah you had and, like a nod moment yeah and uh and then afterwards i was like yeah that's the guy like i liked that guy the most out of that crew for sure and then i was like how and i was reflecting on myself about how i, I was like 
man, I need to work on my temper if I'm letting these idiots get to me. Like, like what, what's wrong with me? And now I just like, now I, I helped create a bigger scene. Like, what was I even trying to accomplish? And so I set the intention before ayahuasca to, uh, I was like, I'll, I want to be more calm and confident and uh, have some self-esteem issues, too. And so I was like, I want to be, oh, I want to help him be you're more calm the, and You're confident. one of the kings. Yes, you are a magical man. <laughs> Everyone loves you. You are the you. coolest. <laughs> Who doesn't best. love Shane? <laughs> and it's all oh, real. Thank you. Oh, um, and so, so I, I drink ayahuasca and I'm set, and then I change, I'm like, I had also read when when doing a mantra that you should say your own name because your non-conscious will be like, oh, he's talking to me, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. And, and so I'm like... I know. <laughs> That's Asian Tic Tacs right there. That is bullshit. I know. We're stuck in these things. And so I was just like, I'm going to be as open-minded as I possibly ca- like i was mad at myself for for my behavior so i was like i'm just gonna be really open-minded and i'm gonna be and I, uh, like i shane moss will be calm and calm. i'm gonna do mantras which shane moss never does <laughs> mantra i shane moss never do mantras normally i shane moss never do mantras <laughs> normally and, but um i and i'm like you, you know when the person giving ayahuasca is like now let's go to the 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 Thank the gods in the north and the east. And I'm just like, well, fucking north and east is subjective and depends on where you are in the universe. What the fuck? Are you? <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, I'm kicking Space every dog. one of thought, yeah. those thoughts out yeah. of my head. I'm just like, sure, the ones in the north, the ones, you bet. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, buying into it as much as I can. And uh, I and I drink ayahuasca. And my first two times I did ayahuasca was just such a disappointment. Compared to smoking DMT, it was just like nothing. It was like a mushroom trip. It was fine and everything. But I just wasn't expecting much. Yeah. And I start immediately. Um, it starts tell. It, it starts <coughs> saying that we need to go back to like we've we've lost um, our the way of communicating effectively with one another we used to be sitting around um fires talking with one another and you weren't having like arguments like you see in the news now with like news pundits and whatnot it's just it's ridiculous and we're also detached from one another and just yelling at each other through the internet and and then um it started showing so i had interviewed this guy for the documentary that was into this uh he's trying to do this dmt extended state uh, thing so y- the idea is is using ivy uh, to uh, like a drip it, d- yeah <laughs> that you would that you would have uh, an anesthesiologist monitor it so you can get to this baseline DMT trip and you can be in there for you know first fifteen minutes and twenty and potentially like a six hour DMT trip or whoever the sky's the limit really and I was like that's fascinating so I have the guy on I interview the guy for my uh, documentary. And, you know, didn't really think much. Of it. I don't even think he didn't even make the cut. I, you know, I wasn't even thinking much of it. And but but that came in. Ayahuasca is just like your it was it was like the guy in DMT said you're supposed to like be some spokesman for DMT or something and put all the you're supposed to is find what the ways ayahuasca putting, said? Yeah, you're supposed Whoa. to put, find ways to put this into into words. And and um, this DMT extended state thing has a place in it. 
and and you're going to look like a crazy person. Like we're going to make you look like a crazy person, and then you're going to find ways to just calmly explain these uh, things to people. And I was just like, yeah, 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 whatever, ayahuasca. And, um, <laughs> and not great taking book title. anything. Whatever, ayahuasca. <laughs> and I'm not taking any of it very seriously. I'm Paul just F. like, would say. I'm not resisting. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll just be accepting of whatever, and I'll judge it later after the fact. And then I go up and I have another shot of ayahuasca. And now I've done a, a lot. Now I have a lot of ayahuasca in me. And then I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about that because of the Jesus stuff happened, um, I was thinking about that, uh, that very thing of like, what would Jesus do? And I was thinking about how we all have these ideas in our minds of other people. Like I have a Pete and a Val that live in my mind. I can have a dream tonight and you guys can be in it. I have... I had a bit about that. I met Matt Damon and I was like, I could now be in his dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. He won't even remember me and I'm just like, hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's it, it, And and it, it, like Jesus lives in my head uh, and Unicorns do as well. Like anything, yeah. like and sometimes can... they race. <laughs> sometimes he rides one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that Jesus is just like, no, I can take a unicorn <laughs> on foot. He always wins by a horn. <laughs> it's a horno finish. <laughs> I'm Jesus. Have you read my book? <laughs> by the way, uh, I have told so many people you're a unicorn joke. Um, oh, it's my favorite joke of all it's, time. It's Aww. pretty. Incredible! Oh um, love fest. Now <laughs> your magic team. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm I'm thinking about this, and then I'm like, and then we have you know we our brains have this ability to empathize and put ourselves in other people's shoes, and so if I can do like I can just like why why think what would Jesus do and like picture Jesus like in a cubicle or whatever or in like. Why not? Why not just go into the part of the brain that your Jesus lives in, and just go? In, and I was just like, just be Jesus. <laughs> and then, and then, He's there. Just uh, yeah, just him. like just be Jesus. Like it's a part of you. Why not just merge into that part? Yeah. And I said it in like such an annoyed way, like like I was like <laughs> irritated that. Christians aren't doing this. Right. Like anyone yeah. can do this. And I'm like, right. just be Jesus. It's like uh, the Jim Carrey Andy Kaufman thing. He's like, just be Andy Kaufman. Just yeah. like, it's an idea that I have. I just slipped into him. Right. And then he realized I can be anybody. So I'm. he basically had the same thing. He's like, I'll just be Jesus. So, but when I said that, this fucking thing like flashed in my head and the house started shaking. And I was like, well, that's weird. I thought it was in my head. I thought it was a hallucination. And and then I just really quickly got this huge download about all of these characters keep on popping up throughout time. And time is cyclical. And we keep on having these same kind of human experiences over and over again. And there's these communicators that keep on bubbling up. And they just keep on, like, they get close and they, like, fuck it up sometimes. Or, or they get... They they either get assassinated or their ego gets out of control or or, or uh you know the, so so it wasn't just like it was like seeing like Hitler too like starting in a bar just like entertaining drunk people with his fucking ideas and then look what that turned into and and so I had this thing that that I was like Isn't so it was, weird to think that Hitler open mic it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? He was just like when you try and slip material into a dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like it's yes, and then everyone should die. <laughs> and, and like he's so shocked that no one gasped, and he's like, "I'm going to take this to a bigger stage." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had I had just quit drinking and smoking cigarettes, so withdrawal was coming into this, and so I w- I saw that that Jesus. Like my Jesus in my in my head, which is different than anyone else's in their head, it uh, my Jesus was a drunk, like kind of like started off had these great messages and then kind of like anyone had had this moment in time when like hey all these people are listening to me and like got kind of drunk on his own ego and then like started making it rain fish and like walking <laughs> on water and getting like way too showy like he actually did tap into this thing. And then like was you like using it, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna make this guy do the robot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's an abuse of the power, right? And and then and then it, so it was. It was actually this story about the kind of intoxicating effects of the ego on both the scale of the personal ego, which is Jesus, and then and then the the kind of institutional, uh, like emergent ego of of culture or government or society so like the roman the romans and jesus kind of destroyed one another uh and and this oh interesting and and so and people are and then people are like going up and like drinking wine and like in front of the picture of this and it was a lot of like we need to take jesus down off the cross like i think he's been up there for long enough like why are we in the protestant church he's off the cross yeah, I, I think I like that one more. Uh, <laughs> for, but that that was whatever. This is all just what I was getting during the trip. Yeah, and it was a lot about. Um, I brag like it's my church. He's off the cross. <laughs> <laughs> so at least we're better than the Catholics. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> apologies to R- Richard Rohr, my favorite. And I yes. and I saw that you know like that um, that. Uh, uh, like for example, Trump right now is, is just sorry that I'm bringing up Trump, but it came into my ayahuasca trip because yeah. he's fucking everywhere. Yeah. yeah um, when you were talking, I was like, "Who is Trump?" It's like <laughs> Genghis Khan or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not Genghis Khan, but like some weird sultan. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, I'm going again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, I think this he's... time in New York. <laughs> it's yeah, like a movie yeah. preview. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a lot of people do view this as kind of like. <laughs> what happens during a bad trip where all of this stuff bubbles up to the surface and all of these like all these ideas in your head that you didn't know were there much like the like Trump's brought that out of our culture where now all of these people that were I mean there's like more all Trump, the hidden things yeah. yeah there's like more Trump signs in like after he got elected than before right. you, you know yeah, me too people, yeah, yeah. Wow. and 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 so it was and it was about how addiction is is many things and and how you know he was kind of this spoon fed told told he is great his whole life and he just like he just needs his next fix and we're all addicted to something and we all need our fix <coughs> and so this kind of creator thing that that made our universe as well as an infinite number of others was like this child that was just learning empathy as like we learn empathy it's learning empathy as, as wow. it's it was like we're the vehicle by which it's learning about itself. Yeah. One of those things being empathy. Yeah. yeah. And so humans are learning to be more and more empathetic. We are which sounds very much more. like math. Math is like, beep, 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 teach me how to feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it is all the equations. Yeah. And so it's like also understanding like 
uh, many uh, all the suffering it's, it's also the way that i thought about it after the fact was you make a simulation and the first things that you do when you're playing a video game is you play like the hero or you play the bad guy yeah, or you yeah. play yeah. the main I, characters this exact and then after a while you play the peasants and whatnot and then in a different version of it you play the prostitute that you had uh, that you right. had raped in the pre- previous version, and now, infinity, yeah. yep. and and West now you're World. like, oh shit, I did that. Like I I right. did that to myself, and then you're realizing what you had done, and it took it took inserting yourself into yep. the, those roles before you understood the harm that you had caused. Right, right. and it was so it was and it was kind of like it was like through me, like my version of it, it was explaining that. Like I start a lot of projects and don't finish them. Like I, I love coming up with new ideas. I'm not really a fi- like after that. I don't care. I don't really like. I like. I wish I, I had just a, like a, a team pamphlet of that says achiever on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I interest you in a different personality? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been trying to be more of an achiever lately. No, I mean, you um, can certainly learn it. It's my dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I've I've never been good at like. Uh, attending to the things that I start. I'll come up with these great ideas, I'll get them rolling, and then I kind of just lose interest. Mm. And and it was showing me that it kind of was doing the same thing with these universes and realizing it, and now it was feeling like so bad, but it was like going through this withdrawal because now it had built all this stuff, and it was like too much for it to attend to and keep up with. There's only so much even this like creator could attend to and be mindful of of any one moment. And then all at the same time, I saw, and this had happened to me once on DMT, where I like took on all all the personalities of all of these like drug addicts all at the same time, and I felt like I felt like the suffering of like uh, of like a thousand, uh, like ten thousand, tens of thousands of drug addicts, like all all at the same time, just mm. for like a moment, and then this thing like caught me as actually this this uh, this one like. Um, black dude that reminds me of Del the Funky Homo Sapien that saves me in these DMT spaces. Sometimes he's like, oh, shit, dog, I got you. You think I didn't get it? I got you, dog. And it's just like always when shit gets way too intense, this dude steps in and is, and like sometimes he he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like when I go back too quickly and I haven't taken time to integrate or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so then I... All at the same time, this thing that's like this creator and then all of the people like suffering on her and then me with my withdrawal and everything all at the same time, just feel all of it together. And then I just started vomiting or purging or whatever you call it uh, just violently. And it was it was I just felt like all of human (laughs) suffering all like flowing through me and it was just the most beautiful it was awful i've never felt anything worse but it was it was something like there's something so beautiful about it because there was nothing worse than it like like this is as bad as it gets it just cannot get any worse show him a 10 (laughs) (laughs) the boy wants a 10 (laughs) and and then I uh, and I'm like rolling around on the ground, having a wonderful time in my suffering. And then and then that was it. Uh, you know, the ayahuasca wears off. It was just like one of the best trips of my life. Had a wonderful time. Um, I had another thing that's relevant is I I had there was this 
professor who has issues with um, with co- uh, with the the colleges and free speech stuff, but he's this like genius guy that I really respect, and I, I kind of reached out to him to have him on my podcast, and he never got back to me. Um, this is like months ago, but he came into my ayahuasca trip talking about how like s- teachers need to be learning as much from the students as they're teaching, and 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 um, so anyhow. I wake up the next day, I had this powerful experience, and I get off of this mountain where I have cell phone reception again, and the first text that I get is this guy from this DMT extended state thing, and he goes, I had, uh, uh, we're we're having this um, get together, we're filming like the announcement of this study in uh, tomorrow. At, at this place and, and uh, Gaia TV or whatever is filming it and we have like this uh, couple professors and we put together this team of people and we're wondering if you'll be the first like volunteer, Initiate. the first p- participant to do this. I'm like, what the fuck? That's yeah, exactly that's what, it just told you. what told me it was going to happen. And then the next thing that I get is a uh, is a direct message from this. I can't say his name for reasons we're about to find out, but it's a direct message from this professor that I reached out to three months earlier, and I was just like, I guess he's just not interested or doesn't. He was, care. and he showed up in your trip, didn't he? And he yeah. showed up yeah. in my trip, and I get a direct message from him, and he goes, "Hey, I've, I've been uh, overseas or blah blah blah, and uh, good to hear from you. By the way." Here's this article that I had written about how to change the education system. That's not what he does uh, for a living. It's just like a side thing that he's interested in. And I was like, I was like, that's weird because I just, I just, you couldn't type myself out there. (laughs) I was like, I just thought of you in an ayahuasca trip last night. Just, I figured he'd be like, you're crazy. And then he's like, oh, weird. I thought of this idea while on mushrooms. And I was like, what is happening? Y'all were on same train line, different cars. (laughs) And then I go the next day to the announcement of this thing, and there's like this physicist talking about how he thinks it's people from the future or or something that lives outside of our timeline that's communicating to us like from from the future. And 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 I'm I'm listening and I used to I used to be way into time travel. It's been years, but I used to. I thought my first, like, my first themed show was going to be about time travel. For so I was like looking into it a lot for, for years. So, so I know a bit about it, um, and some of the paradoxes and whatnot. So I'm like kind of listening. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And I was like, maybe okay, maybe that's happening. And because I'm like, is it because I'm the first participant, like? So has that already happened in the future, and that's why all of this is happening mm. now? And I kind of started playing around with those ideas, and I was thinking about how ideas move through time. Ideas are kind of stored in our brains, but where are they really? There's this whole infosphere that exists on the internet and and, and servers and and through the collective uh, through cultural transmission. And but where these ideas exist somewhere right. else that and is we don't more like understand. A, is it like a cloud or is it like a file cabinet? Right. right. And may, and is it, are they interacting with each other? And this is like something that I would have thought of as crazy, but are these ideas somehow interacting with each other independent of us? Mm. Like, mm. can you and I, through 
us sharing ideas, these ideas go off and start playing around with one another in some other space and start coming up with their own lives and their own ideas. Kind of would explain muses and stuff. It's like one kind of element of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you inspire me. Yeah. Maybe your ideas are good friends. (laughs) (laughs) And so then just like, it, it just, Weird stuff like that started to happen, and my my girlfriend, who's just not into this stuff, was just like <laughs> not having it. She's like, "You you've lost your mind." It's like, like dating no. a pirate, and you don't like the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not into the open sea. <laughs> I think it'll work just fine. <laughs> me pirate eye says, "Me one good eye says it'll be fine." <laughs> I want you to meet my parents. I'll set sail tomorrow. Wait, no, we'll take the Amtrak. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend's not into this stuff. (laughs) It's like dating King Kong and you're afraid of heights. I know. Uh, It told told me this yesterday, too, but like that was her. This is how much I was talking about aliens and time travel that I'd get done. She'd be like. Yeah, Shane, you didn't ask me about my day. (laughs) But I'm being chased by the future. (laughs) And, and, And then, and so all of this strange stuff started happening, and I didn't sleep. I just stopped sleep. I felt the best I'd ever felt in my life, but it was all of a sudden, I was just like, I don't need sleep anymore. That should have been like the first warning. I was, I was staying at a, um, at a, uh, professor friend's house at the time and i would i would be talking to him about how we're living in a simulation and whatnot and i was working out th- and then and then i'd walk uh, like he'd turn on the tv or play some music or something and it would sound like exactly what i was talking about you know i i, I would be talking about like time travel and how all of time is cyclical and we keep on showing up and bumping into one another and over and over again and then and then he'd play that uh Talking uh, and then like that talking head song, water flowing under or whatever yeah. would come on. That's sort of the same. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Not, same as it ever was. Same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 like, how is that? And then I started th- I'm like, is it? Is it that like? It, it, maybe I'm tapping into like some sort of like Aspergery thing that like other like there's all these like people that are th- these like savant musicians yeah. that. That are leaving these little breadcrumbs through right. time, and I was like, and I think I'm like picking up on some weird things that like Einstein and Tesla were. I don't, I don't necessarily believe all this shit. It's just try, I'm trying to make sense of right. what what's happening, yeah. what's going on. And and I I had um, tickets to this Roger Waters concert. Um, it, so it was a week after ayahuasca, and we had it all set up already to do mushrooms and everything else. And I was like, God, I, I, like, I don't need mushrooms. Like, I'm still tripping from ayahuasca, but I've already committed to it. And, and, and you know, mushrooms have never, never once been bad for me. Like, I've had bad trips, but they've never once ultimately been like bad. They've right. always been a positive experience. Hmm. Hundreds and hundreds of times, always a positive experience. And so I was like, well, you know, we're old friends. I trust mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So I gobbled each mu- and I had had an idea that day that I'm sharing with my girlfriend. And I'm like, I if so, say I go into this DMT extended state machine. Maybe I just need first. I just need to prove it to myself that it's the future. So if I don't tell any, I'll just share this with you. Don't tell anyone. What if somehow I have some 
like my future self or the future people, I have them go back in time and I have them give somehow get someone's going to give me an envelope like when i come out of it i'll have like someone will hand me a manila envelope that i'll have like sent myself somehow that will have a message that will somehow be meaningful to me but i won't know what it is earlier i said this is like donnie darko this is donnie darko yeah wow and and this is you pulled us into your orbit (laughs) i know We are a mobile on a baby's ceiling. I know. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think it's especially freaky because there's at least like a hundred people listening right now that I can guarantee are having like weird fucking synchronicity stuff happening. Yeah, I'm sure right now. But um but, Which, by the way, all crazy people are sounding like like I don't sleep and I see patterns and everything. Yeah. Yes. But it sucks that we're always in the doldrums of going like, well, Shane, yeah. that song is very popular. Yeah, right. And that is the voice of, like, the man. Right. Yeah, don't yeah. bring me down, right, man. Right, right. <laughs> but it sounds like we're about to get in the dangers of you going higher and higher and higher. Yeah, and I it's so – And so, I, hate, I hate this. We – I have to leave in like 15 minutes. Oh, what? shit. Okay. I don't no know problem. what to do. No problem. Oh, no problem. No. no problem. I've never been more interested wait, in anything. Wait. Val, you can finish the interview. Oh. That's what then, we're doing. All right. Okay. We can't. I have to do this press thing. Okay. There's no, no way problem. we can rush. Okay. You have to finish the episode of Val. Right. You have to. Okay. Will you do it? <laughs> yes. This is so important. I should be leaving now. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be a little bit yeah, late. No worries. But you have to finish this conversation. All right. All right. Oh okay. My God. You're okay with that? Yeah. You know how we end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the podcast. <laughs> uh, this is wonderful. Hell, oh, I love how. Okay. This is so important, and I want this out there, and I'm so I'm sorry, sorry it's been so long winded. Um, Are you I kidding? Just, There's yeah. no part of that you could have skipped. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been slowing important. you down the whole time. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Which I won't I, do when I interview uh, you. L O L. So I. I have this idea, and then I'm like, "Well, why would it? Why would it need to be after came. I do the DMT sorry. thing?" Yeah, I'm still tripping on the fact that Val came. Oh, I and know. I have Perfect. to leave. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. So I'm we like, don't have time for that. <laughs> I, I, uh, you're the host now. <laughs> I could, I could get the uh, like. Someone could hand me the envelope now. Like someone could have me it today. Um, and, and I'm just like, oh, you know, that's a silly idea. And then I gobble mushrooms with my friends and I go and I a fan of mine. So before you eat the mushrooms, just to recap, you say to your girlfriend, I'm trying to plant something into the future, basically. Yeah. Trying to incept myself, yeah. predict the future. Someone's going to hand me a manila envelope. I'm only gonna tell you. Yeah, and it's gotta have something that's meaningful to me in some way, but I won't I can't know what it is inside, right. but it will be meaningful to me yeah. when I actually see it. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I eat mushrooms, and I and so this this fan of mine like controls the inflatable pig for the Roger Waters tour, and got me these amazing tickets. The audition and, was flying a floating snake. <laughs> I've seen that show. That show is trippy. Yeah, I love it. And it's all about uh, how time is very cyclical because it takes all of these uh, all of these songs that they wrote decades ago right. and applies it to like. Trump's America. Mm. And so it's like the exact same things that I've been experiencing Whoa. in the show. But anyway, like before the show, the guy comes out and he's like, Oh, hey, I have something for you. Shut up. <laughs> and oh. brings me an envelope. And I'm like, 
what is happening? Oh, and, my God. And I open it up, and it's this signed picture from Roger Waters, which I'm sure he signs a fucking zillion of them. So, you know, what uh, doesn't mean that much, but I'm like, why did I just think that someone was going to hand me a manila envelope today, and then I get... A signed autograph from my favorite musician of all time, like oh. in, a, in a Manila envelope. In a manila envelope. And like, we need one of those buttons that goes. <laughs> and I had, and I had been for the first time in my life trying to draw some of my ideas. So I was drawing that, like um, these ideas go through time in the cyclical way. So I'm drawing like kind of a Fibonacci se- uh, spiral, but. Each idea is just a snapshot, and it's not – ideas are never static. Like the yin and the yang is incorrect. That is just a snapshot of what an idea was at one moment when you thought right. it, but it kept on moving. And if there's a yin and a yang, there's a yang and a yin, and so it's this thing that keeps on spinning around, and that's why things aren't black and white. Or they're all this gray right. like mess. You just took a photo and, of an idea. Right, right, exactly, and 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 I, uh, I thought that the kind of the curvy line was a nice representation of the noise that is inherent in any system, and but then uh, when it's spinning around, it it looks like a DNA double helix, and and I was just kind of like playing around with some fun ideas and drawing this stuff, and that's kind of wild, right there, the yeah, helix thing. And then, and so I was like, and that's how like ideas have this life. And they, and and then I was thinking, well, maybe in maybe in light, maybe in packets of light, much like we didn't understand that there was DNA in every cell, maybe in and maybe in these packets of of light, there are these uh, codes and and information. And that's why when you're seeing like these hologram states or whatever, it's it seems dense, full of information. And. Uh, and I go out and I see this concert and and then there's like this the song time comes up and it's this Fibonacci spiral of a clock spinning around through, and I'm like Whoa. is this what what's yeah. happening right are now are you and, also seeing this and then and I was and I'm looking and and my girlfriend's been having to suffer through me drawing all this stuff for days and I'm like look at the screen it's the shit that I've been drawing is on the screen right now what the fuck is happening and now she's freaking out a little bit mostly because i'm for and then like i had start i started like moving around like i was like being controlled and and i started like moving around with these songs and it was like i felt like they were being controlled like the the band was being controlled and like seemed very robotic and everything just started seeming like this had happened over and over again and i'm like is this I don't. What the fuck is? Did I die? And like, this is my last little. I get to see my favorite band, like yeah. in the last little before right. everything goes dark. Or am I? Give him the bonus. Right <laughs> Show him a ten. Give him the bonus. <laughs> Call him home. <laughs> I'm pleased with my own recall. <laughs> and um and then i and that's when that's when things got just too crazy for me and then i went from uh so so i went to sleep that night and, and i was so i was sleeping for like an hour or maybe two hours a night mm. um and that's it and i and i wake up the next day and, and my girlfriend's all worried about how i'm like talking about how i'm a time traveler and whatnot <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, this is worse than the time traveler's <laughs> wife, though. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> and, and I had, uh, 
like that i had reached out to a friend and he's like well if what's happening is is real i i suggest that you swallow the pill and then like right after he texts that um i get like some message that's like do you accept this thing? i'm like okay i accept this like fucking weird like caller id thing on my phone oh my- someone's calling you no, there's like this app that was like, "Do you want caller ID?" Hit accept, and I was like, "It's the dumbest thing." But I was like, "Well, I just got this thing about accepting and hitting the button. Maybe, maybe this is like the key to the fucking matrix or something <laughs> oh, like that." And then I hit accept, and then immediately this guy calls me, and he's like, "Hey, this is all happening just in time. We want you to come to Burning Man. We're we're gonna pay for your whole thing." And I'm like, "What is happening right now?" And then all of a sudden, there's this urgency. And we needed to fly out that day, and then I I was feeling like I had cheated death and, like, Final Destination was after me. And that is when I started losing my shit, like, on the... on the. That's when you lost your shit? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when... Because <laughs> yeah. now I hadn't slept for a week, and now there's, like, this, this person on the plane that, that had, like, a tattoo that was, like, my podcast logo on their arm, and... Uh, not as an homage to your podcast. No, yeah. and and they were like reminding me of a young version of myself and like acting weird. I'm like, are they gonna like? Are they a terrorist? Are they gonna blow? Up? There's like weird plane stuff, weird threat stuff happening, and then um, and then I just started like doing like weird math and making weird drawings for days until. I eventually, to appease my girlfriend, went into the hospital, and they gave me sleeping pills, and then I woke up, and then I was fine. And then the internet, again, is within hours, started talking to me, and... Uh, what do you mean by that? Don't rush the story. <laughs> I, I, would, I would think... Um, I would think of something... Like, first off, I would... I would I would close my computer, I would further some idea of mine, and then I'd open the computer back up, and the website that I was on was now, like, different. Like, mm-hmm. um, like Ramin Nazer is this uh, yeah, com- comic Ramin. book artist who's a friend of mine, and, and he he has all of these drawings on his page, and they normally don't move um, and, uh, and are moved, like, once every couple weeks or whatever. Or he adds one here and there. And this was like every 10 minutes, there was just a completely different configuration of his work on his site. And it was like the stories that his work was saying were saying like different things each time. And I'm like, what the fuck? I called him. I'm like, are you changing your website? And he wasn't Mm. like, what is happening? Like the internet, I'm feeling like I'm waking up on these different timelines. Then I started feeling all of these weird pressures in my head and I was my brain's like now reconstructing itself and I had this idea that if I get in this DMT extended state machine like eventually there'll be a better lie detector and and that will at first I need I just need people will all we'll have is these accounts and people won't believe them mm. unless I'm hooked up to like some lie detector like an MRI lie detector that is a lot more accurate something like that and then when i had that idea my brain just started reconstructing itself and then and then i couldn't lie anymore all of a sudden it was like painful to lie and then i started telling my i started like confessing all of this shit to my girlfriend and like stuff that i'd done when like early on in our relationship and now she's mad at me and now i'm like and, and so you lived the Truman Show and Liar Liar. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like Whoa, living yeah. Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. 
And a little eternal sunshine. (laughs) And I just this morning read this thing that Maharaji Ramdas's guru said, which was, always tell the truth and you'll be free, basically. It's it's very similar to Christ. The truth will set you free, you know. It's that idea that lying causes pain. So you're like tuning into that idea. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. And I couldn't stop. and, And I just felt these pressures in my head. And they wouldn't stop. And then I was waking up. When what I, did you confess to your girlfriend? Um, well, that I, that's private. Nope. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more pri- – it's not – I don't care about how I look. It's, it's more, just it's a little embarrassing. I don't care her. what happens but, on the open sea. <laughs> <laughs> basically, out, uh, out on the open sea. The landlubber <laughs> won't like me telling tales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had fooled around a little bit on the road. Oh, okay. On the road, that's all. Um, so it wasn't serious like, stuff. I, it yeah. wasn't just kind of like, sometimes I'm mischievous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I was. That's why I asked. I wanted to know how extremely this was taken over, not just to be like, ooh, scintillating. I'm like, you were... Incapable of lying, and incapable, and and, 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 and saying stuff about like just like my fantasies and stuff that she didn't need to know or want to know, just yeah. like incapable of it, and and so now now she's mad at me, and she's a social worker, so she's also trying to take care of me while wondering if she's gonna like break up with me or whatever, and wow. now I'm like not trusting her because she's mad at me, mm. and and then I started thinking that I had tapped into some way of ending prohibition or something like that eventually in the future like like it was about how it was it was a social uh, drugs oh. it was like it was about how it's a solution that appeals to everybody how 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 like uh, basically trump got elected based on uh you know anti-mexican terrorism and and uh and like inner city uh, and and how actually all that's funding any of the problems there, like the cartel or terrorism or whatever it might be, is just drug money. Uh, you get rid of prohibition, you get rid of that. It's like a win-win for everybody, and that, it's, it doesn't matter. It's just some fucking stupid ideas that I was having. But then I would have uh, some of these ideas. I would think that I was like, oh, I'm tapping into this universal non-conscious, and I'm altering it because I'm now like this. I'm just pulling in too much energy right now, and I can't stop it. And it's changing things. And so I would uh, look online and uh, there would be something about prohibition. And, and then I was like, at one point, I thought that I had hacked into the White House with my mind. I had figured out that, like, Trump is this thing that exists in, uh, <laughs> in, the, in the universal non-consciousness. And he's on all of our minds. And he's, so I was like, like the I'll, just, I'll just appeal it to it. Uh, right. Yeah, I'll find the part in me that is Trump. That is that that is you know wants to like be the most powerful person and have all the it's hard for me to find because I can yeah. give fucks but I'm like I can tap into that I can find that and then I can appeal to it and I can I can like explain. let those two ideas meet in the cloud and talk yeah like mm-hmm. you're talking about like telekinesis baby yeah and then, yes. which by the way when Ramdas talked about Maharaji predicting the future he talked about it like when you see the code of everything like the math of everything. Just like Shane not liking the Super Bowl or the butthole flag, yeah. you can predict all of human behavior. Yeah. Because you've seen it all. Yeah. It's like your brain with the song. You know how the song ends. Yeah, right. You're ahead of everything. Right. So that's the way I was feeling. And I was feeling like this thing was after me. And when I was waking up, there was there, – I was waking up because something was coming back in through my head. Like I had been 
reaching out and seeing all of these like aliens or gods or whatever through DMT, but I had opened up this permanent gateway in my mind where they can slip back and like Flat try on the try on the Shane suit for a little yeah. while. I haven't I haven't seen the movie, but yeah, um, that's the problem is they keep killing themselves to visit the other side, but then the once the portal is open, the other side starts coming to talk to them. Yeah, and so that was and that was my girlfriend didn't believe much of what I said, but she believed that because she was like I I would wake up. You know when, like, a ninja bounces off of their back and, like, lands on their feet? That's how I was waking up, like, possessed by something. And she was like, and there's something in your eyes, like some alien or something. And then... What the fuck? I know. Were you having weird dreams? Were you having... No, I was just... All of a sudden, I would feel this thing coming through my head. And it was, like, painful. And then I'd wake up, and I was, like, shaking it out. And then I thought, and, and then I was like negotiating this thing oh with this God. Trump and this universal non-conscious. And then I saw on online um, that he had been like, uh, like no one's heard from him for a few days, which was just like insanely like that doesn't right. happen. Yeah. And I was like, did I trap like a little part of, of, of like Donald Trump? Trump. Oh my God. And then I was like, huh. Well, just in case I did, I'm going to take myself to the psych ward and like trap that part of like Donald Trump that has its finger on the button and just put it in a fucking psych ward and I'm just going to lock myself away. Like no one's going to hear from Brain me. Brain Jesus. But, but like you took I'm going to stop. I'm going to take the fucking hit. Oh and, my so, God. and so and so I went and I turned myself Hi, into a name Donald I mean uh, Shane <laughs> Shane not Donald. Uh, and how I fucking turned myself it was also crazy. Um and but they eventually fucking I got them to like tranquil because at first I was like acting and I'm like a really shitty actor so I was like oh no they think I'm ODing on something because I'm just like with my eyes closed or whatever and so then I just like acted crazy and then they tranquilized me and then I woke up and I was like that was a really bad idea like I could have just walked in like I really overly complicated now I hadn't slept in three weeks now Oh um, my gosh. And and so, uh, yeah, you guys. I go. have to go. Yeah. Uh, Love you, buddy. One of the greatest regrets of my life is <laughs> yeah. that I have to go right now. That's all right. You guys have the studio for basically another hour. That's right. I'm going 15 over when the studio. Because what are they going to talk about? Recipes? I'm just kidding. So I got. Uh, yeah. I'm going to listen to this today. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm because I'm going to try to like explain it to you, but I don't know if I could yes. do it justice. It's it's uh, the next parts are kind of like sad and weird and Please. crazy and scary, but oh, yeah, they're uh, they're yeah. No, no, I know. It's uh, it's yeah. I don't know. It's I've I've learned a lot about mental health since then. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry to go back. No. Love you, buddy. See ya. Do it. <laughs> okay. When we see you, we should hang out. Yeah. Yeah, let's have a game night. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, studies. I can't wait to listen. All right. All right. <laughs> see you, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Keep so, going. So, so I was also like, afterwards, I was like, I could have just walked into the hospital and told them that I trapped Donald Trump in my head and that would have been enough yes. for them to like commit me. Right. I didn't need to make this whole fucking production and, right. and like, I'm a crazy person. But that's like, probably was, an image that you had in your head from TV yeah, that you were using. That's, yeah. And, and then I like wake up and then, and, and when you're manic or at least when I was manic at this time, I mean, your brain's firing at a zillion miles an hour. It's <sighs> just like, 
Like I was a genius for that entire time. Also crazy, but yeah. I was I was tapping into ideas that I can't I can't possibly comprehend now. But wow. at that time, it was just like um, I was like. Am I a super genius and didn't realize it? I know now I'm definitely not a super genius. But when you're manic. (laughs) um, But so I – and then my parents got called to come and visit me. And so now I'm like trying to convince my Midwestern parents that don't know anything about this stuff that I'm – normal well also any free second i have trying to repair like whatever rip in the uh, (laughs) space-time continuum that i have uh, created created with my mind talk about multitasking (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and uh and so they they're visiting you in a psych mm, ward did they know that you've done no no i i got myself back out of the psych ward because i was like I, w- I could talk myself out of anything because yeah. I was like, when you're manic, you're just really charismatic and you're super smart and, yeah. and like you're and you're happy and like you're you're going to be smarter than anyone that you run into. Right. Well, in that moment while you're manic. Yeah. Um, and and so I was able to talk myself out of it again. And then and so then I was free again. But then now my parents and my brother are there and I'm trying to talk to them. But then I was getting paranoid. I thought. I thought that um, – so so that that was like two, two and a half weeks of not sleeping and then my parents showed up. Okay. And then um, – and I, so then I still wasn't sleeping. But then what would happen was nighttime would roll around in my paranoia. Like my girlfriend needed a break from me because I was up all of the time and she needed to sleep. She has a regular job and whatnot. Yeah. But I thought it was like she was being held by the cartel or something like that or the DEA or something Whoa. had happened. Like I had cleared all the drugs out of my house because I thought like somehow I was being blackmailed by something. And then there's no end to it because Whoa. then I was like, oh, my brother's behaving this way because his wife must be being held hostage as well. So there was no there was no end to the hostage hostage holding. <laughs> right. There was no one that I could see that could be like, OK, no one's being held hostage <laughs> because I would still be like there because everyone was acting weird around me because I was being crazy weird. and yeah. being weird. But I, I was just like. Like, why is everyone acting so weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like when when I'm high on marijuana, other people seem high to me. Like, are you high? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's and the same thing. I would see stuff on the street. Like, I'd be walking down the, and people – I'd be like, why is everyone looking at me? It's like, wow. well, I'm, I'm walking around like a fucking nervous, <laughs> paranoid wreck. And that will draw a little bit of attention. <laughs> yeah. And that's why people are looking at me. But I'm not putting that together. Wow. And and I'm and then I was – so I'm thinking of all of these ideas about how – how do ideas um, live? They get energy from what? From our attention, from our focus. Mm-hmm. And when we are paying attention to an idea, that's, that's – but it also when you're not paying attention to an idea, you have an idea sometime later and it's a better idea. Like it yeah, had been right. built or something happened even though you weren't thinking of it. But one – but you still need to visit – if you don't if you don't think of like say a, a person that you know, an old friend of yours, once in a while, if you, if you don't like recharge that uh, – Oh, old Jim, you know, yeah. if you if you don't if you don't dream him or whatever once in a while, they'll eventually kind of fade away or yeah, yeah, yeah. for the most part. So, ideas will do the same thing. And so 
So I was like, so one of one of the ways in which an idea gets attention is through fear. So it's tapping into all of my fear right now, and that's how these ideas are because it it doesn't want me to sleep. So I'll keep on cranking out these like right. ideas and codes and like doing weird math. And I thought I was tapping into a way of of figuring out how to get energy just out of the air through electromagnetic current and through Whoa. through the different I, I don't think any of it's real um but that's what <laughs> that's i thought at the time wow. and i so i was like i guess i'm gonna change the world and all and just like and really manic turns out idea. that it is that's, real and, and then it was like but what if i'm also like responsible for something that is like the the you know the, the atomic bombs were uh just a uh side effect of doing great physics right, and right, right. math mm-hmm. and they led to destruction so m- what if what if all of this is happening to me because these ideas that i had about how like what if i'm tapping into a way to do time travel what if people are getting their hands on time travel and it's fucking everything up and it just ruins everything right. and that's why this thing's trying to stop me and so i'm trying to like i'm thinking like two steps ahead of the thing yeah and then i'm like writing out what because i thought it was like once i like write it then it comes into existence and i, I was like testing that right and, but then it got really crazy so then i'd like write out half of the equation and i'd like have half in my pocket and like flush half down the toilet it was just like wow. getting real fucking crazy wow and then, and then, i can't even then, imagine you like this and then <laughs> and and so now now it's three weeks no sleep um and my parents have they like take me into a hospital um and they because have me they like fill tell. out some forms okay. yeah because i'm like well, i'm worried about my girlfriend and i'm like talking about how i'm being like held hostage it was about it was about how our like i was shooting this documentary at the time so it was also about how our lives get edited like at mm-hmm. the end of time ah. you don't see like all of your life your right. your the idea of you gets edited so that so that um so that this creator can be like Oh yeah, I remember the vowel lesson. Like, yeah, yeah. like the ultimate, the end at the end of our lives. There's just like a little moral of the story right. of the Shane story or whatever, which is to do fucking less psychedelics. Probably. <laughs> um, so, so they basically trick me into signing this stuff, and now I got to go into the psych ward. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed. I'm scared. Uh, I go in there, and it's like really threatening. And then this is I, I. Uh, I didn't. This is something that I was uncomfortable sharing before uh, because it's so crazy. But now I'm comfortable. So, because uh, I I talked about some of the stuff on Duncan's, not nearly in in depth, but I didn't want to share this. Uh, but now I will. So there, everything was like the Wizard of Oz in there, and it was like everyone was like a character in my life, like uh, yeah. the guy Ramin Nazer that uh, he he works on my podcast. Um, and he's this amazing artist, but he, there's like a crazy version of him in there. And there's this crazy version of different, like this friend, uh, who's like, uh, who thought like I wanted his girlfriend or something like that. And then like this dude was mad at me because of that. And it was like, wow. a, and was like saying things that were like threatening to me. And it was uh, about, and I was like, is this? Is this like the crazy version of uh, of uh, of Frank or you know whatever? Whoa. And and so I'm like, no, this is like, I've lost my mind. This is crazy. That's not what's happening. 
And I, there's even a person that reminded me of like my medicine woman who was in there, like this this like kind of seemingly crazy schizophrenic lady, but she would like yell at everyone else to like protect me. Huh. And then there was this guy that reminded me of of the the kind of spiritual uh, hero guy, the black dude that saves me. Mm. And there was a guy. He wasn't he wasn't black. He was some mixed. Race. It doesn't matter though. But he reminded me of like his. His aura or whatever reminded me of the guy that saves me from a DMT. And this guy was like being very uh, like he was kind of being threatening, but kind of watching over me at the same. He's like, I got you, bro. But then he'd like talk about how good of a boxer he is. And I'm like, is he what's he is he right. going to box me? Like, why is he saying this? Can I trust him or and, not? And I was going to uh, on one of the days I was going to clean off this whiteboard to to like draw out some of my ideas which were about like how um much like there was the big bang ideas have the same thing where there's this big inflation early on and then they kind of even out you have this big idea and then it kind of evens out and you and you think about it and it expands and contrasts a little bit and i'm kind of drawing how some of this works i'm kind of trying to draw the physics of ideas is what i was going to do yeah. Um. With like kind of the yin and the yang stuff that I was sharing, and and uh, you know, not, nothing. I don't think terribly groundbreaking. I think a lot of people would see my drawings and be like, "Well, I know." I look at them. I'm like, "Yeah, there's nothing terribly special about this." But at the time, it was like very meaningful. Yeah. And um. And I remember I was like, "No, don't draw this stuff. You're trying to get out of here. Don't look like a crazy person." Wow. And so I went to take a nap and. And I hadn't like talked to this one guy hardly at all because he scared me. And when I get out, this dude is a graffiti artist. He drew everything that I was thinking. What? I, I wasn't. I didn't have any conversations with him. He drew everything that I was thinking better than I ever could have. And I was looking. I'm like, and he's furthered some of my ideas. Like some of these ideas are really good. Oh and my I, god! What the fuck is happening? What and the then, fuck? And there was like. I thought these things were like tracking me through my genetics and whatnot and like my DNA. And there was at one point I had to, uh, I became convinced that I had to like masturbate in the shower because these things wanted my DNA. And so it was like a way they were going to get it through the fucking plumbing side. Like at the end of time, they, they, they reconstruct all of the molecules and, and that's how like the time travel is, is possible is you can just go back and re, if you 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 can somehow construct how all of the molecules got to be where they are, that and that's moment. how you yeah. can like. And okay. so I was like, so that's how they're going to like find me is I have to like I'm trapped in this place right now that that like looks like a psych ward, but it's something else. Like I'm being trapped here, and I need to masturbate in the shower for these future people to find my DNA, <laughs> which is a and- very sexy thought. <laughs> I'm not even holding it. I'm doing no, it for science. It was. It was for science. And, and, this, and it was like, and I was like, and it's like this insurance. Like, I'm finally giving in. I'm like, fine, I'll give you my DNA. Oh. And so I go and I masturbate in the shower. And the second... I the second my DNA goes down the drain, I just I just hear I hear this like crazy schizophrenic woman who is looking out after me. She goes, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm like, what the, I'm like, what the 
fuck is happening? And oh then, my god! And then, Whoa! And then finally, I just surrendered to all of it. I was like, I don't care if they get my fucking future ideas. I don't care. I'm try. There's no way out of here. My parents have fucking, my family's abandoned me in my mind. I'm just like, they're just leaving me to rot in this fucking psych ward. I just need to talk my way out of this place. And so fuck it. I'll take the medications. I'll just do everything that I'm supposed to do. I'll I'll attend all of the stupid meetings. It was creepy too. Like I was telling my brother and the phones were weird and tapped and you'd hear like other shit over the phones. Uh, but oh. I, I got my brother. I was like, it's fucking weird in here. You got to come in here. You got to come in and see how weird it is. And finally, my brother got them to let him in so he could see. And like the mo, like as he was going to come in, they all like scramble around and like tear down everything and turn this room into like a fucking yoga studio. No way. And get everyone just like doing yoga. So when my brother comes in, it's just like, what? Everyone's just doing yoga no in way. here. No way. That's real? shadiest like, shit. Yeah. No way. That makes me so sad. I know. And oh it was my like. God. And it was weird because I could have escaped from the place pretty easily. And I was like, but, but then, like, my family will just turn me back in. And, like, who do I yeah. turn to? And I wouldn't know what to do. And I was like, but why is this so easy to escape from? Like, I'm looking at the walls and everything. I'm like, I you don't need to, like, be an expert at parkour to just, like, <laughs> jump over. Like, I can just jump over this wall wow. and go for it. Wow. Um and so were you not taking the medicine and stuff for a, the first no, little bit that you were there? No, I were... think I took it right away. Okay. Yeah, I took it I took it right right away, but this crazy shit was still happening with and my brain was still going I was still feel, feeling these weird pressures and like some sort of like weird portal just wouldn't close in my head. Yeah. And and I was worried about taking the medication, but I didn't know what choice I had because, like, they always say that, like, the integration, you're kind of defragging afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I was like, they're interrupting this defragging process. Like, right. whatever construction's happening in my head, it's ultimately probably for my benefit. Yeah. And I can't. I can't stop this thing. If they just introduce like these stupid pharmaceuticals, it's going to stop this construction process. Then I'm really going to be fucked. And so I was paranoid, but whatever. I was just like, I just want to get out of here. I'll take whatever. And I started like the main takeaway, like the lesson was I started, I'm a really messy person. And I just started cleaning up after myself. And then after that, I just started like cleaning up after other people. And then I just started helping everybody. And I just started asking people if they wanted help and even, and the staff and everything. I was like, can I help wow. you? Do you need anything? And then I was just super, super helpful for like two or three days. And then they let me out of that sucker and no turned way. around. And that's it. And that was that was like my big takeaway lesson was that you got to pick up after yourself and suck it up and pick up after others. And then and then ask people if they need help and help as much as you can. Whoa. That was my big lesson, which I hardly, you know, I don't practice very often <laughs> nearly as much as I should. Whoa. But, it's like your big takeaway from all of that is mm-hmm. like something they teach you in kindergarten. <laughs> I, it, it's always stuff like that with psychedelics. Yeah, it's it's the just simplest like, thing. I always think that this whole existence is just uh, is just going to be 
like this giant inception so that like some god will remember to put the toilet seat down <laughs> for his lady like that's what all of this is for uh, i love it i actually did have so when i had built this that was another thing i forgot about when i built uh the the lie detector in my head and i could no longer lie uh-huh. then it was there was this weird thing that like i felt there was like this guys against girls like girls were like we want to put that lie detector in our guys heads and then the guys were like hey you better not give up that fucking lie detector <laughs> oh and there was God. like this fight this like eternal uh, which there is like evolutionarily um there is just like all of life is this uh um, like there's this great book called the red queen. Uh-huh. Um, that's the idea is in Alice in Wonderland. The red queen is run running it really fast, but she's not moving. She's not going anywhere. Right, and right, Alice right. asked her about it and she goes, well, it takes all the running you can do just to stay in one place. Evolution works the same way. So right. when it come in terms of men and women, we find ways of both cooperating too, but also we find ways of manipulating one another. And so like a male or a female will find a way to like trick males or female. And then, and then the other party will then adapt ways of getting keen to what those tricks Whoa. are so that Hashtag they can't be manipulated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, but, but then, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But then a new, a uh, new trick will happen. Right. And, and it's a push and pull kind of thing. Yeah. I and, can see that. and so you end up back at the same place. It's like predators and prey, like a, a predator gets faster. It can, it can catch all the prey, so then there's no more prey left, right? Except for the ones that got faster than the predators. So then all of those ones take off, and now all of the predators are are going extinct, except for the ones that got faster again. That can yeah. keep, but they're still getting the they're getting each other and getting away, and basically the same numbers all through time. It's just they're getting these fancier and fancier tools to do that, right? And that's like what this. This tool that I had created or tapped into was like being fought over (laughs) through like males and females. And then, and then there was like, and there was a lot of like females also like, uh, watching over me, like on my team. There was a lot of weird, like, especially in the psych ward, like guys versus girls things, especially with like the staff and, and all of a sudden, uh, like, Women would be mad at me because I'd like cheated or whatever. And then, and then like some of them would be like very forgiving and be like, oh, nobody's like on our side or whatever. And like that was just a mistake. And there, so there's all this strange, like weird male and female shit that I had to work through. And then it worked through everything I've ever done done wrong in my life just because it didn't stop for another three weeks after the psych ward i was still manic yeah um and it worked through every time every fucking social faux pas every time i had you know i I come from like a small conservative town so Mm -hmm. there's like the time i picked on the gay kid when i was in fifth Mm -hmm. grade and didn't know any better or like i've i've I was like racist when I was younger too. Just mm. all this shit that I had to work through yeah. and like figure out what to do about it and how do I make it right. 
and wow. just endless, just every day, just picking apart every little Whoa. part of everything. And it was awful, of but course. like exciting yeah, yeah. and interesting. Kind of cleansing, and it was like imagine. built, it was like shaping me into a better person. Right. And, were and you it was, confessing these things or were you just thinking through them? In I your was head? kind of processing them. Sometimes I was re- reaching out to people that I had wronged and like, mm, you know, wow. and like making amends with them. Um, oh. and, but it was, I also realized, so there's all of these open loops in our heads, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, and so when your brain's looking for solutions, it doesn't look, the closed loops don't work as well as like finding the things where there's an open loop It is like, if you didn't finish a movie, for example, uh-huh. um, your brain will be like, well, we don't know how that ended, so maybe there's this as a possibility. Your brain's like running wild with what the possibilities are. So that mm. the same way with like having closure is right. if you never apologize to this person or have dealt with this problem in your life, that's an open loop that will keep on bubbling up to the surface whether you realize it or not and keep on nagging you until you find a way to close it and so i was just having to close all of the open loops in my head and eventually went back to normal and then was horribly depressed and suicidal for like two months after that almost quit everything it was awful all day every day all i could do was think about suicide and Uh, which which i'm not like suicidal thoughts aren't the newest thing in the world to me and depression is something i've dealt with for a very long time uh, and so at first i was just like oh this is just normal old depression and then after a while i was like this is relentless and like i can't and then i had to like walk through and i was like well can't kill myself because that'll make it harder on the people that i know who's who like my family and all that they'll make their lives harder i can't do that to them i have a podcast where i like teach people and and inspire people to like get through depression and then i off myself and now all those people are like oh we've been listening to this guy to work through our depression yeah exactly (laughs) they just fucking killed him so now i'm like okay and i'm stuck in this existence so maybe i just don't want i don't want like i want to be out of the spotlight like i don't want any attention anymore i think i just want to be like a normal person and still like maybe even explore these ideas and everything but just to myself and I don't need the attention anymore and so I went through a lot of that and I didn't feel good on stage or anything like I hated so you were still going on stage at this point wow and then uh, and then I just uh, one day just started like exercising a little more than usual and taking care of myself and just like everything eased up and I started that trip to Jamaica helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, doing mushrooms got me out. Wow. I did mushrooms again. That's what a crazy person you I am. Are so I'm just funny. like, I uh, yeah, I'll do mushrooms four times in ten days after <laughs> just getting out of the psych ward a few months earlier. And it oh helped so God. much. Yeah. And it made me and it, and it, it brought some of the things back to the surface so I could see them. I was like, oh, these are real. Yeah. Like it ha- like what not everything most of the shit that i experienced was completely crazy but yeah. some of the stuff that i experienced was absolutely real and some of my ideas were dead on and i'm like wow. i wasn't completely insane yeah. okay like it was just so There's some nuggets you can take yeah. from it it wasn't for nothing yeah and um. then um and then i i <laughs> And then I did mushrooms again a couple of days before New Year's oh and I had a, a fairly high dose and I saw uh, 
I saw that I was so the synchronicities had started again, but they're really nice ones. Like, uh-huh. like a lot of times the synchronicities are just the universe winking at you, being like, "I got you." Yeah. Hey, yeah. here I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, how's this happening? Are we? Are, is it somehow? It always felt like, like we are the past and the future are unfolding, and we are somehow influencing both. Right. So. And sometimes, like, the ball's in your court. you got to pass it eventually. But, like, you have a way of influencing. Ba- uh, I'm like, is it possible that, like, experience that I'm having now is somehow influencing some song? Or is it that information has these multiple layers to it? Yeah. And, and so, like, a given song will mean something different to you depending on the day and your situation. Right. But, but is it possible that somehow within that song and that information it knew that, like... Like twenty years from now, like I was going, like songs were getting. It'd be like, eventually, it was so ridiculous with songs. It'd be like if you're listening to an old classic song, and all of a sudden it's like, "There's a man in a banana costume dancing across the street right in front of you right now," and you look, and there's a man in a banana <laughs> costume dancing. And like, what the fuck? I don't remember that lyric from that old classic song, and yes. now it's clear as day. And there's a man in a banana. Co- oh my That's like God. how crazy the synchronicities are. Like, so like funny. I'd hear a thing about there'd be a line about broken glass and i'd be on mushrooms on bare feet and i'd be just about to step on broken glass like right that second and so crazy but it was wonderful yeah and and i was like and i'm saying now i'm just having these great ideas but i'm i'm not i'm not paranoid i'm handling it well and then um just before new year's i yeah did mushroom and i'm like and i'm telling so Oh, and my girlfriend came to me, Jamaica, and I was able to explain. I was like, see, this is going to happen now. Watch. And then it would happen. And she'd be like, holy shit. How are you doing that? I'd be like, and I'd be like, see, we're all just writing this story together. And then like someone 40 feet away would be like, we're writing this story together. I'd be like, see, I fucking told you. Oh my God. And so then she, and that was, and that was another release. So then she was like, holy shit, you are like talking to aliens or the future or something. She started actually believing Believing you. That's incredible. And that was really helpful. I could see how that experience would be so um, therapeutic because there is kind of this, you know, like depression and definitely losing your mind is got to be kind of a lonely feeling. Mm-hmm. But then it sounds like you had a mushroom trip that was like, we're all working together here. Like yeah. we're all in this together, which is kind of like a healing thing. Yeah. That's what I had to connect back into. Right. I'm very communal. Like I'm very much like we're we're co-creating constantly with each other and, you know, with the universe or whatever. And then when I was in the sunken place i was like nope i'm alone in here this is it <laughs> like this is yeah it's just me and then uh how did you get out well i took uh i took 5htp and oh, okay. and tyrosine so mm-hmm. like raised my dopamine serotonin that's the like brain science explanation of how i got out i f- i now feel through like doing acupuncture a little bit and then um there's this woman who does reiki who's like feels like an ancient shaman like is does like all kinds of crazy healing um is like this 
this came out because it is ready. This came up because it's ready to come out. So that's the like spiritual side of it that even I am like, as she's talking, I'm like, there's a part of my brain that's like, I don't think it's as simple. I just, I I needed to raise my serotonin and dopamine. But there, it was kind of like your ayahuasca thing where I was like, what's the harm in believing this? I want to get better. So like, I'll just, I'll just buy into it. And, um, and she, did like one thing that really helped me just like dealing with like trust. Like her whole thing is like overriding the the like lower frequency things that you're feeling like fear or whatever with, with trust and whatever. So she like did this whole ceremony with me with trust and that kind – that really helped me get almost there. But then I was still like, I don't feel connected to people in the same way that I do usually. I don't Mm -hmm. see synchronicities. I don't feel like I'm in like the flow or part of something bigger than myself. I just feel like I'm alone. Mm -hmm. And and just yesterday, so I was able to like function and stuff. So we had the opposite (laughs) thing. I've always felt alone and been quite content in that space. (laughs) And I'm like, oh no, I'm all connected Yeah. And I'm like, I need to be connected. I can't do this. Well, it's funny because when we were on that mushroom trip that turned out to be bad for me, um, Pete was like, isn't it cool how when you die, you're alone and then you're like, it's like you get the cookie <laughs> like, and nobody's there to take the cookie from you. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> I don't want the cookie. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. So I clearly have like issues of being by myself that I that I have been working through. But um yeah, just yesterday she like did another thing where we like over over read it, wrote it, overwrote it, I don't know, with um with like joy and I thought of all these times that I had been joyful, which I was thinking about when I was like under. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't making a difference. But this was like when I was in there with her, all of a sudden it was like see- seeping back in. And it was like I was remembering what it felt like to be me again. Yeah. And then once I had that touchstone, I've been me for so long. That was like, OK, we this is even more familiar than what the depression state was. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah, who who knew how much I'd get into a bunch of hippie <laughs> fucking know. bullshit? I, because I like the the person that gave me ayahuasca was like, you should focus on your foot, like your bad foot. I'm like, well, that's stupid because that's not going to do anything to like my yeah. foot because uh, yeah, right. I had two surgeries on it and it's just it is what it is. It's a seventy year old foot and <laughs> it's just that. Uh, and who cares? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, and and I did, so it was like the opposite of a placebo, where I'm like, whatever, lady, right? And that's definitely not going to work, and I'm not even going to pay any attention to it. And then for six to seven weeks afterwards, my foot was a thousand. It was like a normal person's wow. foot for the first time since I had been injured, and wow. no, no foot juice or no super foot juice. Foot, foot juice or something. But um Oh my god. But yeah, the last Whoa. so the last little thing that happened yeah. was before New Year I eat mushrooms and I'm talking to my girlfriend who now believes my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like telling her some of the things that I'm seeing and experiencing and some of the things that I especially are like so this is this is a synchronicity that's there'd be like a feeling like 
this is the start of a synchronicity. This will happen and then something else will happen later. So I was like, right now, I am a toy. I'm like a rag doll being played with. I just had this vision that I'm I'm this like because I'm nice enough and harmless enough, like the gods let their children play with me. <laughs> like Wow. And and awesome. like so I'm just this rag doll <laughs> being played with by this fucking child of oh of like God. gods or something like that. And and it's like a little bit creepy and weird, but that's whatever it is, the vision that I, I'm seeing. <laughs> And that was just one thing, but it was like the main one that stuck out. And I was just like, remember that. That's going to come up. Yeah. And then two days later, this woman in uh, Jamaica um, uh, who uh, it, she was on my, my podcast and uh, Catherine McLean, who was a, a former – she had done psilocybin research at Johns Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was there being like one of the facilitators. And so – and I was like a facilitator as well. So we were staying, uh, her family and my girlfriend and I were staying in like the same house. And so I met her daughter and everything too, who's like this, I think six or seven or something. Anyway, so two days after that mushroom trip, she writes me and she's like, Hey, my, my husband, uh, the other day found this like old rag doll in his tote. And so we gave it to our, our daughter and, uh, she named it Shane. Oh like the second my god! <laughs> like, what? what? That was like the same day that I had that what? visual on the trip. So then I was like, "It's happening again!" Oh, oh no! And then, oh, and then things started getting really fucking real and synchronistic. And then I was, I started feeling like uh, the fate of the universe was in my hands again, wow. and I started losing my shit. Again. And again. And then, uh, and so I took the medication, which I had gone off of. Uh-huh. And that evened it out. And like three days later, I was back to normal. So I had, a, I had a close one. And I think I'm done with psychedelics for some time. <laughs> Me too. But, uh, <laughs> and I didn't even have that. And I'm still doing, and, and people can, I encourage mostly just my listen. It's meant to be specifically for the listeners of the Here We Are podcast. So mm-hmm. I can get science-minded people there because I want. I want science-minded people to see if they're seeing the same weird shit that I'm experiencing. Right. Um, but um, people are – it's called myco-meditations and it's this uh, – in Jamaica, people can come and trip balls on mushrooms with me if they want. Oh, my God. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's this all-inclusive uh, thing. But That's it's, so cool. Yeah. So, so, you're do- uh, so I'm doing it. So I'm going to, like, facilitate and help okay. people. Got it. And we'll see how I feel at the time. Maybe I'll microdose or something <laughs> if I need to tap it. I'm pretty sure I can tap into these spaces now anytime that I want to. Wow. And in fact, I, I, like, try to avoid, like – I'm like I'm gonna stay out of those spaces for like I'm I'm like I'm gonna be super boring. I'm just gonna take care of my shit. Yeah. I'm gonna like rock climb and exercise and do bills. I'm gonna like mm-hmm. take care of bills and paperwork and yes. stuff like that. And yeah, that's, yeah. That's where I'm at You're now, and I'm feeling really good and positive and like an adult. Yeah, like, I'm gonna be a real boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like I'm I'm connecting with Earth right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been up in the clouds. So, I'm just gonna hang out with Earth. <laughs> so yeah, and it's and it's all I was like tripping for so long too that I'm just like whoa paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's, it's, this reality own, is trippy. It, it really is. Totally. I mean, it is just like a different it kind is. of dream. It, uh, yeah, it yeah. absolutely is. I wow. mean, everything 
about this reality is fucking bizarre. It is yeah. so bizarre. So you were saying that you like feel better than ever now. Yeah, and I do. I feel like it made me a much better person. I put uh, like I've always been really lanky my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to like put on a little weight, like in an ideal world. Mm-hmm. And then I just gave up on that. I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to exercise and be healthy. And then I started like putting on some weight a little bit and a little nice. bit of muscle. And so like yeah, all my dreams are coming true. Bulking <laughs> um, <laughs> up, but you. Yeah, bulking uh, yeah. <laughs> up. I have like some projects that I'm actually kind of excited about. Like awesome. I've never wanted, you know, I've been a road guy forever and right. I've been happy with that. Yeah. And um, at the exact same time that I was like, maybe I don't want to be on the road as much. These projects that for the first time ever, like – like the industry's always been like, you want to host a game show? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> and they're like, but it pays a shitload of money. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And I would be miserable doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, for the first time, I have like these amazing projects that I don't know if they're going to work out or not, but they're at least really awesome and I believe in them. Yeah. And I'm thinking that um, I had this idea, like rather than – have people be like, well, that's crazy, and those ideas are wrong. Uh, that you have, I'm just going to turn this into like some sort of autobiographical sci-fi or something. Mm. So rather, like, I can't really make it work as stand-up, but they're interesting right. stories. And if I just call it sci-fi and just tell the truth of what happened to me, I think yes. that it'll make for some interesting stories and Absolutely. that'll be some fun along the way. So I'm thinking I'm going to play around with that for a while. I think you have to. I think yeah. you have to write this. I think this is too good. Like yeah. It's just too good of a story. And like to – I mean doing it even or starting it while it's like fresh. Yeah. I mean I'm recording stuff for Patreon and just okay. – here's like – Here's my DMT experiences, one through 100, and wow. here's what I learned from them. And I'm wow. going to start putting putting those up. But even that, I've been, like, way too uncomfortable because it's like my family listens to uh, – now, now they're on, like, hyper alert because I've been to the psych ward. So now they right. listen to, like, everything that right. I'm – so I'm like, god damn it. Now i got to, like, have another – conversation with my poor mom who's worried sick about me and doesn't oh. understand a word that has came out of my mouth for three hours <laughs> and is just convinced I'm a lunatic oh, no. um, and is just the sweetest woman alive uh, but you know then I got to care about them so anyway but yeah. I'm, I'm 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 just starting to finally put myself out there more and I'm just like I'm just going to record every experience and it'll help with my writing process yeah. and I'll put it out there and people can hear my because I was, I was doing a DMT show but there's not enough people. It's hard to find enough people from town to town mm. that know what DMT is and right. then have like a babysitter lined up and every all of the other things you have working against you. Right. So yeah. I'm just going to record it and put it out there. That sounds like I can't wait to, to listen to it and to yeah. hear like all these – see all these new projects that you have. That's so exciting. Wow, good for you. You are like <laughs> you're like a real you are a pirate. You're like a like a like an adventurer. It's so crazy. Uh, yeah, so, I know. I'm so I, glad you're back though. <laughs> I sometimes think about I'm I'm like I feel like my adventures aren't anywhere near over, but I don't need any adventure for a long time. Right. I feel like I need to write all of my adventures out that I've already had and then yes. when I run out of things to say, I'll be like I'll go and do Ibogaine and trip for 36 hours in Costa Rica, oh which God. is a thing people keep on telling me to do for I some reason. I think you've mentioned this. Yeah. yeah. Is it a horse? What is it? 
Is uh, that no, the, the Ketamine's the horse check. Yeah, I've done that. That was fun. I'd like to do that more, but it's so expensive to do it professionally. So I might just get street ketamine. Um, but, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, I love it. But Ivogaine is the, the one. Uh, remember when we met Rick Doblin and oh, I was yeah. like – I was like, Rick, I'm thinking about doing Ibogaine. I've heard it can be like a 24-hour nightmare. And he's like, oh, no, no. It can be much longer than that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. That guy's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. But it's supposed to be half of it's supposed to be a nightmare, and then half mm-hmm. of it's supposed to be just like life-changing, you're forever a better person. Wow. So, I don't know. That's incredible. But it's the one psychedelic that can kill you, too, so that's a little bit. But Risky. I don't know. The way you. You, the way you're so casual about this is really like it, it's it's just like putting everything I went through in, <laughs> into like such perspective because I was like I felt sad really really sad for six days and I don't think I'll ever do a drug again. I mean now that I'm happier to be uh, now I'm looking back at all of my years of depression and I'm like why did I do that to my why did I just accept that yeah I I didn't take enough steps to work on it like maybe even like i never wanted to do medication or anything but Mm -hmm. i'm like fuck you were just like i was just so unhappy and suicidal for so long and i just like drank myself to death yeah i could have probably just done some medication for a while (laughs) which one's yeah not had to have like blacked out so many times yeah no this definitely like made me feel uh oh great um, this definitely made me feel like I have just a new, uh, new like empathy for people who deal with this stuff, like for real. I um, I know I'm like, are these the schizophrenic person oh, that's like yelling at the street? He's trying to warn me about. And by the way, schizophrenic people have been like talking to me in weird way. Like when I'm yeah. mad, like when the fucking portals open my mind, like one of them will just walk by me and be like. Hey, just watch out for the next one. And oh <laughs> like, my what the god, fuck is they're on the same way. Yeah, yeah. When you were describing yourself, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is." I was thinking I shouldn't look at like pe- homeless people who are like tweaking on the street because then they'll be worried that I'm looking at them, yeah. like like you were. You're like, yeah. "Why is everybody looking at me?" Yeah. Or why isn't anyone looking at me? Yeah, I'm, that's true. I'm suffering horribly. I know. I guess the answer is that don't look at homeless people. You, it's you probably like look help at just them. the right amount of time yeah yeah yeah. that's so funny oh man well we could do this forever yeah. this is an incredible story i thank you so much yeah, for sharing thank it you. thanks for sticking around oh my gosh i'm so awesome. glad pete's gonna be so jealous that i know how it ends and i'm not gonna tell him anything oh good <laughs> wonderful um all right well all you got to do is do you feel good do you i do yeah i feel great yeah <laughs> you just gotta say keep it crispy all right well keep it crispy <laughs> Woo! Extra crispy. I'm so crispy. My 